is Ross Bain with Rollblade Bulk Radio. This is RPBR episode 158, Gen Con 2018 wrap-up. Uh, yes. Uh, and we're going to be doing this in segments because all of the, well, many of the RPBR people went, uh, had a great time at Gen Con, uh, and instead of trying to get eight people to talk at once at the same table, we're oh. doing it. Are you saying that's going to be, that would yeah. be chaotic? It would be very chaotic. Uh, and I want the listeners, the listeners really want to find out what games we play and what, what, what kind of... Uh, things they should be looking out for, uh, and, the, and yeah, all, all the great fun stories we had at Gen So uh, we're breaking this up into little segments. Uh, so every, all, you all get more time to share your stuff. So if you're lost at work, but you're having to do, you know, work hours late at night, this is going to be extra long. Yep. Uh, so first off, uh, <coughs> so yeah, we have uh, for the first segment, uh, Tom, Maddie, and uh, Fuzzy Dan. Hi. Uh, Hello. <laughs> And so we're all just going to be talking a little bit about uh, the highlights, the lowlights, and all the games we played in between. And, of course, uh, all the great interactions we have had with the <coughs> RPPR community. So, uh, Tom, uh, I kinda, I'm, de- I'm very curious to hear about your, your experiences because I, I honestly don't know what you did. You, you disappeared. I kind of just, yeah, yeah. yeah. just went off on my own, mostly with uh, my friends Colin and Arturo. Mm-hmm. And honestly, Shout outs to them, I guess. Oh, yeah. yeah, totally. This was their second time at Gen Con. Mm-hmm. They're pretty decent people. They're pretty good. Do they listen to RPPR? They do. All right. Well, Colin in particular They're, they're fine human beings. I can confirm this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, Colin is a uh, thorough fan. Okay, great. Uh, so, yeah, well, uh, what were some of the highlights of Gen Con? Well, uh, I got to play the hell out of Foot High Science Guy this Gen Con. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Uh, in Base Raiders, I assume? Yeah, Micah was there, and he ran, you know, his, uh, trying to work on his scenario with uh, Kaiju. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go into too much detail. Sure. But uh, he ran two of the three, two of the three games, and I got to play in both of them. These were unofficial games, sort of not right. not scheduled ones. Yeah, uh, every game I did was unofficial. Uh, did anyone record it? Do you know? Uh, n- no, we did not have a recorder. Okay. Hey. Yep. No, as I no, I I think the only one we had, Aaron had one, but we did not have one of our own. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, that sounds cool. You have uh, meeting up with a, a lot of us, uh, met up with fans and played various RPGs. Yeah. Uh, that's good. Uh, the Base Raiders is still games. being played. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Ian Weber, uh, yeah. one of our fans. We played a lot of games with him. Yeah. Any, what else? Uh, he also, we, we played uh, the two games I bought quite a bit that, uh, the, the two the two that I bought, you know, non-RPGs, but like board and card games that, oh, yeah, that great. really impressed me. That you bought at that jungle. I, I did buy them. Yes. What are they? Uh, one is, and I can, I don't know why I always space on the name. It's a card game where you essentially pitch, just like Channel A, but you're pitching a movie script. Uh, I think Buy the Rights. Yeah, or that's the Buy the Rights. Yeah, buy yeah. the Rights. That's it. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, yeah, we... I, of course, for the show notes, I'll have the correct name and a link to the uh, manufacturer. <laughs> yes, because we're... As I'm, I've had to do many a, a year. I'm a monster. Uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, there's, uh, they're uh, premiering it there, and... Uh, well, what is this game? That's as I said, like Channel A, you have a deck of cards, and you have to uh, form out of four cards, create a movie script, mm-hmm. and then you have to pitch it to the producer. And so, in that way, it's a lot like Channel A. Only this one's a little more structured. It's always a genre card, a descriptor card, a hero card, and then a plot card. Mm-hmm. So you have to make a script, uh, make a script out of those four. And the producer, uh, I, when I like this one, unlike Channel A, doesn't have to make one person the sole winner. Mm-hmm. He has twenty million bucks that he can split among all the players. Like if he likes, Ooh. like if he likes oh. more than one script, he can buy more than one script. I see. And essentially, once you go all around, uh, whoever has the most money is the winner. 
Okay. And it's weird. I, what I really love about it is you can occasionally put a script together that's like, I really want to see this movie. You know? <laughs> All right. Uh, that does sound fun. How much did it cost? Uh, it was $25. Okay. Sounds and, like a good party game. And they also had a, uh, a one-deck expansion for 80s action movies Ooh. that they were selling there. Did you pick <laughs> that up as oh, well? Oh, I... I totally bought it. Yeah, of course. <laughs> one of the, yeah, it's like one of the one of the descriptors is mulleted. Yep. Oh, well, <laughs> yeah. It's, I mean, 80s. all right. Yep. Uh, that is true. Uh, so, what was the other game you bought at Gen Con? Uh, I bought Good Critters. Good Critters. Yes. This. Is, I saw that game in the exhibit halls. I, I bet Tom's going to buy that. I did, and I actually got a chance to demo it with the creators. Mm-hmm. As essentially, it, this game—it's a game that goes really fast. Only what like, kind of game? How would you? Care? Essentially, it's—is it a board game or a card game? It's a card game. You're yeah. uh, you're you're criminals, and yes, in the game they're all anthropomorphic animals. So you know they had me at hello. Mm-hmm. That that doesn't sound like a game. I know, right? <laughs> but essentially, you're criminals, and you're divvying up the loot of a heist, and. Uh, you're essentially trying to, you know, you're playing against each other. One person is the boss, but there's you can, you know, say like we don't agree at the way he divvied that up. I vote no, and uh, like actually, yeah, he shouldn't be the boss anymore. Yeah. So it's kind of like it's a, uh, it's a game where yeah, it's a game of backstabbing and politics and divvying up money, making sure that as the boss you want the most for yourself. So you had a lot of fun with that. Totally had a lot of fun. The game goes really fast too. Oh, cool! That's a good idea. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's I mean. Longer games can be really rewarding, but like it seems, I play a lot more different short games than a few longer games. Is this true? In, in terms of board games and card games? Why uh, do you keep looking at me like that, Ross? Uh, I'm sure you will loud. elucidate me uh, in a little bit because I do know what your experiences were like to a certain amount. I mean, I do not. I do know one. I'm thinking, of course, one board game, uh, but we'll get into that later. Um, I can't imagine what it could be. <laughs> cool. Uh, any other uh, particular uh, low lights? Uh, yeah, highlights? actually, um, a game a game I bought a lot like several Gen Cons ago called Shard, mm-hmm. which is a fantasy RPG. Which is like it's you know is it also a fur game? It is, but it's also, okay. it's, it's really high concept mm-hmm. and I you know, with really amazing art. And this is the only game I've seen this company make. But they finally had a new book for it this year. Yeah. Uh, so I bought that. So it's mainly about. It's all about. This one's all about mystical martial arts and magic. Interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. Can I play Jean Claude Fun Swamp? Hey. You can actually. Oh, you can totally play that character. That would be a frog person with martial yes. art powers. Indeed. Yes. Uh, I, 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 Bullfrog. To be I, I can't understand. <laughs> I can't understand what anyone ha- would not want to play this. Mostly looking for that large paunch in the middle. Cool. Oh, you got to have that. You got to have that. Uh, so any other favorite, any particular uh, interesting anecdotes or stories from Jacob? Uh, I actually got to speak to Kevin Sembietta. Yeah? Okay. How, how was it interesting? And yet you're still here. No, it's a... He's a con man, not a killer. Let, let's be honest. Yeah. I just figured you would get sucked into the nope dimension after talking with him. No, I was, replac- <laughs> I was replacing one of my old TMNT books that uh-huh. I really liked for nostalgia, but it was falling apart. Because mm-hmm. I, I literally got it in like 1991. <laughs> okay. So I bought a new copy, and he was actually the one manning the booth at the time. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I... I kept it pleasant, you know. I'm, mm-hmm. I didn't have a press badge or anything. I, I'm, yeah. not, I'm not representing anyone at the time. <laughs> I'm on my own time, man. Personal time. But uh, yeah, I just discussed. Yeah, this is the game I started RPing with back in '87. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Oh, that's cool." And you know, we chatted for like ten minutes. Mm-hmm. He seemed perfectly pleasant. Well, all I mean, a lot of criminals are. Yes, yeah, they have to. <laughs> 
And I say this rem- reminding people that Kevin Sabieta ripped off hundreds of thousands of dollars through the Ro- Robotech Kickstarter. Uh, Robotech Miniatures Tactics Kickstarter uh, has yet to fully fulfill it to its backers. So I feel like I have strong well, First Amendment grounds to say well, this. Well, come on. I mean, it yeah. wasn't that long ago, was it? Uh, like three years ago? See, it's barely... It's not even as bad... It's not even... Four years yet. I yeah, no, it's been pretty quick. <laughs> Those people were probably really pissed that you know he Oh I'm sure I'm sure they're fine. Also, uh, there was that time that his company almost went under, except for he sold art for like ten thousand dollars a piece in order to keep the company afloat. Yeah. yeah that, well okay, people yeah, you know, people made a choice. Okay, I can't keep doing this. <laughs> Come on. No, it was fun to speak with them, but just at the same time like wow, I didn't think I'd ever I I don't think I'd be doing this. I, so like I have to do this. I have to speak to him. I mean, you, you, that's not actually true. No, you didn't I have to. You were you felt, I felt compelled. I, to. I felt compelled to. Tom, you right. had eBay. You yeah. could have gotten the book off eBay. And I know, but I was there. I was there. Yeah, that's one of the interesting business practices of Palladium that may have helped them keep, keep and float, which is very unique. Is that they always keep all of their books in print. Like nothing goes out of print because they have literally their own printing press. So they run right. out of, and they're all black and white paperback books. So they're easy, cheap to print. Oh, oh yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I went there. Yeah, that was another thing I want to notice. I always like, to, what do they have new? Because most of the time... They're they, still cranking shit out. Well, but most of the time, if they, have, if they have three new books after a year, that's a lot of work with them. And yeah, they had like three or four new books. Which, yeah, like, oh, it's more tables and shit. Good, yeah. Okay, goody gumdrops. Let's do this. And uh, yeah, and the only hardcover book they have is their re-release of the main book. Mm, yeah. You sound angry about that. Like, why can't we have more riffs? Or no, it's like, why can't we have more books that'll last longer than a year? Oh, and also, yeah, they had art for sale for like ridiculous prices. But mm-hmm. Tom, if the books lasted longer than a year, then you wouldn't buy more of them. Holy shit! Damn. <laughs> See, he gets you from both. Yeah, that's how they get you. That's Point how Symbiata. That's how Symbiata got you. He then, got you, Tom. But then I. But then. I walk away and I realized, oh yeah, I don't have to do anything else. Yeah, but you gave him money. You're enabling him. We all gave him money, Ross. I throughout do. our lifetime, we have given him money. I admit it. I did give I him never money. Did. I huh? I never gave him money. I gave him money in order to run Riffs the Eliminators. I had to have a copy of Riffs, so I uh, bought it uh, as part of our Christmas grab bag. Mm, and yes. uh, yeah, so that's my shame. <laughs> I acknowledge that now, Ross. I forgive you. But I think the RPR listeners forgive me because Rift's the Eliminator is a funny game. It's a, funny a great episode. game. Yeah, yeah. But no, it's still like, and again, I, everyone I spoke to, I, there, was a guy, there was actually a, twice this happened. There were guys that were kind of walking around the Palladium booth, and uh, I was looking at like, some of the Rift's books that I had never bought before. Mm-hmm. Like, like, should I? God, of course not. But <laughs> a guy comes up, oh, hey, like, Rift's player? Like, yeah, a long time ago. And I think that's anything. Then the guy's like, his smile faded. Like I think that's the case with everyone. We we played this. We played this a long time ago, and then then we can't anymore. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. well, like and he says, yeah. The is this, and also at the same time, the settings are great. Mm. So we both said that simultaneously. But they're like, and then literally finishing the other sentences, attached to this shit system. Yeah. Which uh, like it's like so uh, like you homebrew it. Like I've thought about it. Like I think every every gamer I know likes the setting, but we always put it in a new system. Yeah, fate. fate or gr- Cinnabar. Why not just yeah. make go fucking run in Cinnabar? Well, it's like okay. Oh my god, Dan. <laughs> no, 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 Dan. You can't make me. No, no, not that. But imagine, 
two like we could pl- play characters together. Jean Claude Von Swamp, uh-huh. Bazooka Raccoon, same team. As long as I don't have to do character creation. Oh no no, we'll we'll totally uh, we'll, we'll. Dan, we'll, could you run riffs in Anima? Probably okay, but All why? Right. It's a complex system. I mean, mm-hmm. if you want your riff setting to be anime AF, yeah, we could totally do that. All right. Uh, All well, right. It sounds like you had a very fulfilling Gen Con. It was a very good Gen Con. <laughs> yes. Yes, we had like lots of meetups with fans. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. We ate a lot of meat. That was good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I did. I did miss that uh, the meat name. Uh, I mostly. Maddie, yeah, it's like, you were there. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, but, I was. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So Maddie, our uh, traveled the farthest uh, to get here out of all of us. Uh, a few miles. A few yeah. miles. Yeah, one or two. Well, well kilometers really. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. We, yeah. Uh, so Maddie, yeah, this is your first Gen Con. So please give us uh, tell us everything. Like how how. <laughs> I mean, what did it meet your preconceptions? Was it better or worse than what you thought it was going to be like? Reveal I, all your secrets. Yeah, I think it was really good. Uh, probably better than I was expecting it. Like, I didn't know how I would deal with that many people, but I kind of just got on with it. So that was, yeah. It was way more manageable than I thought it would be, which was really good. Um, mm-hmm. I made sure to, like, watch the opening ceremony, the rolling of the dice thing that they do, <laughs> then, like, the running of the nerds. Um which was just like well, you're not supposed to run, but well, <laughs> oh, do not run. The rolling of yeah, the nerds. Yeah, they they kind of chant "Do not run" at the start, and it is very scary. <laughs> um, and then um, yeah, just kind of braved the exhibit hall like that. Twenty minutes after everyone else had run inside. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. the the very first time you enter the dealer room. Yeah, you never forget that. Yeah, so that was pretty cool. Um, I didn't really have a plan. I just kind of like had two booths that I wanted to go to to buy specific games, and the rest of it was just, like, wandering around a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I got a card game that I keep getting the name of. Uh, yeah. You can just bring it over there and look at it. I am going to mispronounce uh, Hanamikoji. Uh, it's a, like, two-player card game where you're trying to win the influence of um, geishas by, like, giving them instruments or the... Product. Gifts. Yeah, yeah, gifts. Yeah. Hmm. Um it's just a really fun, quick little game, but uh, it's something I've looked at for a little bit and wanted, so went got that first. Um, I also bought Petrichor, where you play as clouds, trying to like rain on specific um, crops and stuff like that, and harvest them, and you get points that way. Um, so Perch, that's kind of meta. Yeah, I haven't got to play it just yet, but um, looking forward to it. Yeah. Okay. Um, and did you had you heard? I mean, had you heard about either game before you had come to Gen Con? Uh, I was kind of like doing research in the week leading up to, mm-hmm. uh, just kind of like what's releasing at. Oh, Gen like Con, on Board Game Geek or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and I kind of saw those and went, they look really interesting. So figured I can get a couple of games I can fit in my luggage back home. So I got those. <laughs> um, I also demoed a game called Grackles. Uh, it's kind of like oh, a yeah. tile placement game where. Uh, there's four colored dots per tile. There's four players, or up to four players, and you're each a color. Uh, and if you have two of the dots in a line, you can connect that line. It's kind of like Go a little bit, but mm-hmm. you're kind of building a five-by-five five grid of these tiles. And once you put a line, you've blocked off that line. You can only extend it. Other people can't cut through it. Um, so it's a neat little strategy game. I, I demoed it with a second person, uh, and it was really good. We played it with four players, and it was just a little bit 
too chaotic or like a little bit too much everyone was cut off with four but i reckon two to three players it's a pretty good game um i also demoed a really good game i liked uh, i was like uh, i don't know it was like uh, yeah I forget the name of it, but it was based on, like, ladders, and you had to, re- yeah, it was, like, reach the moon or catch the moon or something mm-hmm. like that. And it starts off, there's some ladders on this base, and then you roll the die, and it tells you how many ladders you have to add on this, and it's kind of a dexterity game where you're manually balancing ladders upon ladders. Um, and it just looked really cool, but when I asked them, like, so how much does this cost? They're like, it's out in October, and I've gone, well, that's not helpful to me at all. Why have you done this to me? Mm-hmm. It's yeah, that was sad, but <laughs> I mean, I know I'm going to be looking out for that in the future. But Australia and shipping, so we'll see how that goes. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, smuggling games back uh, seems to be a little more cost efficient than normally shipping them. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, well, I, I say that by meaning I put it in my checked-in luggage and go normally because I am not a criminal. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, I just have this image of Maddie now as an international gaming smuggler. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Totally oh, man, dude, there's a, there's a movie in there somewhere. Yeah. I know, right? And a game. There's yeah. a game in there somewhere. And a movie about the game. Ooh. <laughs> um, I also did that POI class uh, that I signed up for. Mm-hmm. So uh, they gave us, like, socks with tennis balls on the end of them to practice <coughs> so we weren't, like, setting anything or anyone on fire, including ourselves. Yeah, please don't burn down the convention hall. Yeah. Please don't, yeah. Um, but it was really good. The instructor was, like, really knowledgeable and kind of, like, had one-on-one time with everyone after, like, he'd give a demonstration and we'd all be trying to do it and he would help us all individually. And it seemed everyone kind of got the basics, which was really cool. And he had, like, a handout and stuff. And you got to keep the socks, so, you like, you can practice at home and stuff like that. So I reckon I'll keep trying to do that for a bit. And yeah, it was cool. Um, cool. Glad yeah. I signed up for it. Yeah. Um, and I assume your interactions with the RPPR community were, were largely... Uh, good. Yeah, everyone yeah. was really nice. Like we had the meetup. What Friday? Uh, the official meetup was Friday. We yeah. had a pre Gen Con meetup on Wednesday evening because we had better travel plans. So we got there <laughs> earlier Wednesday, so we had time. I to totally. Fly. Yeah, I think we should totally do that next year too. Yeah, yeah. Instead of uh, uh, trying to get there earlier on Wednesday and also breaking the travel up among two days, really helped. Um, so yeah, we had the, so the Friday was the official meetup. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I know both Wednesday and Friday I drank a lot. But I chatted yep. with a bunch of people, and just everyone was the loveliest. And it was just, it was really cool, like, because, you know, we'd run out of <laughs> table space. So four people would walk down the hallway and just steal tables from, like, half full rooms mm-hmm. and, like, reposition them. It was, like, it was just a really good sense of community. Like, yeah. I, I don't think I would have enjoyed Gen Con half as much if it wasn't for, like, the fact there was 30 people there together as a group kind of thing that were hanging out every night. Yeah. Um, obviously, yeah, making a sort of a community of friends, uh, even if you only know them through online interactions and then meeting them for the first time or for more than once, you know, and then being able to hang out and play. Because, you know, the official games are all fun or hopefully fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, not always, as we will find out. Oh, God, yes. Um, <laughs> And well, just this year, we're not talking about past years, but yeah, I know, yeah, yeah. I know. just in general. But uh, the meeting with people you already know and playing out, you know, breaking our new board game, learning it, or playing an RPG uh, is uh, can be a really fun experience and memorable too. 
Um, so you did get some RPG stuff in there. Yeah, yeah, I got to play in the um, Clancy game uh, yeah. Wednesday, which was really cool uh, and interesting to experience. That I've never been in a player situation where that type of GM is there. <laughs> like Clancy, something special. Yeah, yeah. It, it was very fun to be a part of. And um, what part of the Great Wars did? <laughs> Was this game set in? I know after 40 minutes we got to introduce our characters. Uh, I mean, that's standard. But yeah, yeah. Uh, this was actually set in the 1930s. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, we were playing. It was a Delta Green game. Uh, Delta Green game set in the 1930s. <coughs> so, depression? Not, like, not military? Not military. Huh. Like, uh, well, technically our characters were Office of Naval Intelligence. But uh-huh. we were in Boston. Okay. Investigating shenanigans. So, like... I'm guessing nothing bad happened, and you I'm having trouble case. placing, because yeah. I know after a Glancy game, you have... <laughs> Glancy's no- expanding this thing. I mean, the game only lasted less than... It was less than four hours, I think. I know a Glancy game, like, gives you an honorary associate's in a period of history. <laughs> so I'm trying to place what associate's degree Maddie now has. Um... <clears throat> I would say, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, interwar period. Okay, uh, um, <coughs> that works, that works. Uh, interwar period and military uh, espionage, because uh, that was sort of the focus of it a little bit. Uh, also, we did record a bonus podcast with him where he tasted several whiskeys that we had brought, and he rated them based on World War One firearms. That he knew off the top of his head. That yeah. tracks. Okay. That's, so, I think that he said, like, I think he said like, the lowest rating was like the show show. Yes. I, I, that I, was I a one. I figured that was going to be not the worst. <laughs> yep. Uh, so I'm just going to sit here. I mean, we all knew. That we were all thinking it. Like, the show show. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. We yeah. all were. Totally. Yep. I like it. I like we're it. all experts in World War One firearms. I like World War One. What can I say? I, I know you do, Tom. Um, you like every war with the Germans, though, Tom. Not necessarily. Yeah. Well, like name one ge- war with the Germans you don't like. What? Well, uh, one, re- please one, rephrase that question. One <laughs> war where the Germans fought that you don't like, that you aren't interested in. Franco-Prussian war. Okay, yeah, all right. No one likes that word. That doesn't count. <laughs> That's like saying I don't like Nickelback. There you go. See, it's the Nickelback of wars. <laughs> Sick bone to that war. <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't. What about There's the a, well, thing war? Is Germany, they Germany. That's a great war, but the Germans weren't even involved, unless they were secret German emus. In what, in what war? The emu war. There's not. No. Yeah, yeah, they weren't. Yeah, no, they, Germany's they, a young nation, Ross. They weren't. In, there's not a whole lot of wars <laughs> to go back with. All right, fair enough. Uh, but anyway, yeah. um, I also played in um, two of Bridget's games. One yep. of them for the Patreon. Um, so we played uh, the Magic Girls OVA. Mm-hmm. Um, that was Saturday morning, and it went really well. We played it with the Q system. I think we played mm-hmm. it with the cards. Yeah, um, I'd never used that system before, so that was um, really fun to start playing with i reckon i want to try to do that again yeah nice uh and then there was the one we did i think friday i don't know yeah. time blood together it wasn't friday because i was way trash for that um, <laughs> i believe that was thursday there was night. some drinking yeah. going on there uh, there's th- it was thursday night yeah um so that kind of feudal japan mm-hmm. um, uh, i'll have to get the, the exact name from bridget but bridget found a game written by an uh, uh um an Aust- uh, a game des- an Australian game designer who mostly ran this game in conventions um, and is a very role playing storytelling heavy game uh, like it's played in three acts and you only have conflict resolution in the third act like you just role play you just talk you don't do anything there's no yeah it was really fun probably kind one of the of highlights of Gen Con yeah. was playing that game um, yeah that was really cool I also did um, True Dungeon. 
Oh, yeah. So that was really fun. I think it was like me, Aaron, Renee, and Jason. Mm-hmm. Um, That's Jeb four. as well. Jeb yeah. was there. Um, I think that was it. I don't know. This was like late. We started at 10.30 at night on Saturday, so we were tired. <laughs> um, and by the end of it, everyone was like, this is great. Can we sit down? <laughs> But it was really cool. They had really good production values. Like, every room you stepped into, you were kind of like, whoa, this is cool looking. And, mm-hmm. like, all the actors you interacted with were, like, full makeup or, like, prosthetics. And there was, like, really cool interactive puzzles that you needed, like, good communication skills for. And, like, you had to work out what it was in the room. Like, mm-hmm. oh, all right, so things are flashing. Why are they flashing? How do we make them stop flashing at the correct <laughs> moment? God damn it. Yeah. Uh, I think we finished one of those puzzles with like five seconds to spare. Oh, like, it wasn't great. Nice. Um, it was a lot of, oh God, what's happening? Everyone yelling at the time. All right, everyone else, shut up. We're doing this. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a really cool experience. Um, not sure if I'd do the True Dungeon again next year. Uh, I think it just depends on what time we get available. Sure. Because it was really exhausting doing it that late on a Saturday, but yeah, like if you got a morning, it, but the, the it was money well spent. Oh yeah, yeah, like definitely money well spent. It's more just knowing how tired I was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I reckon if I could do it earlier, like a Thursday or a Friday, would have been way more involved. I guess. Like, sure. Yeah. Can I ask what the final boss was this year? Uh, there was a guy dressed up as like a tiger, like. Kind of like prosthetic tiger in a like Sasha jacket. Yeah, Sasha. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's either a were tiger or a Ruxasha. Maddie is obviously an expert in all D and D monsters. Yes, I have played the D and D. Yes, I can tell you definitely strike me as a player of the D and D. We kicked all the monsters' ass real quickly. <clears throat> like uh, at one point, the cause there was six of us. We had. Um, Four other people together with us, which was uh, cool because they had like a lot of high powered, like they did this for a living almost. Like they had yeah. binders of tokens and like, oh, you're the rogue, have this token that lets you take the treasure and the clue and all this stuff that was just helpful. Like, please give it back at the end, but they, they were really helpful. They knew what they were doing basically. But there was a moment where we've, you know, just destroyed the first boss and they've just looked at us going, you're all really good at shuffleboard. <laughs> <laughs> How are you at shuffleboard? I I am really glad we did shuffleboard together that one night at the sports bar because oh, yeah, Caleb yeah. taught me how to shuffleboard. <laughs> Holy crap. So, has, yeah. anyone told, has anyone told Spencer and Caleb that the combat mechanic for True Dungeon is shuffleboard? I have. Okay. I, I don't know. They they were too busy this year to do it. So, <laughs> uh, But yeah, I, I, yeah. Someday we'll get them in. Um yeah, uh, cool. It sounds really fun. Yeah, yeah. And I, I know you mentioned they, they, their, their setups include things like rear projections yeah, and all so kinds of elaborate setups. There was like one that had like rear projection on the walls, which is like a white closet. Like it came through this like astral spacey plane. Uh, it had a mirrored mm. surface kind of on the floor next to that. So the walls <laughs> that were all like spacey reflected onto those. So it looked like it just went down forever and... Same with, like, the top of it. So it was just kind of like, oh, we are on a cliff face. Don't step off of it. Like, and that was the first <laughs> room we walked into. Like, okay, shit's real. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it was, it was really cool. 
Yeah, awesome. we had like thirty some thirty four people go to Fogo de Chao. The meeting, the, the meeting. We had two, um, two full tables nearly. Yeah, so we we had our own private function room. We got that large of a group size together, and that was just really cool for everyone just <coughs> chatting and getting together on that first. Um, yeah. Quick shout out to Sam J for setting that up and requesting the private room. Woo, go Sam! Yeah, I did not want to be the person organizing that. Like, yeah. herding cats essentially is the thing he managed to do. So. Oh my god, especially gamer cats. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, we're not great at that stuff. Yep. No. So I'm really uh, happy that he did that. So great. thank you again, great. Sam. Um, cool. Uh, any other memorable experiences? God, probably. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, if something comes up, you can you can interject. Oh, obviously, yeah. Um, like, like, for example, I want, Tom. I want to give one more shout out. Sure, Corey Bing, one of my favorite artists. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was there, and she did all kinds of. She did commissions for me and our, my, me and my friends. Mm-hmm. And she's she's just the best. Great. She's the skin, writer and creator of Skin Deep, which is one of my favorite web comics. Mm-hmm. Also, she's yeah. going to have a. Uh, Kickstarter coming up for her latest compilation book, so uh, you should totally support that because that'd be great. Okay, well, nice n- noted. Uh, so okay. Dan, I didn't see much of you either. Yeah, there at Gen Con. So I was a bonehead and really didn't pay attention to the times of my events this year. <laughs> Everything started at noon, which meant that my time in the dealer hall was fairly short. So there's that. Well, if you're on a budget, that's sometimes a blessing. Mm, sure. Uh, so notable purchases for me uh, from one of the booksellers, I did manage to pick up uh, another anima supplemental book. Ooh. No crunch, all fluff. Uh, the Supernatural Exit, which is just full of artifacts and magic items and stories behind them all. So I can totally rip them off for other games and no one cares about anima, so no one can call me out on stealing it. <laughs> 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 Uh, also picked up a, uh, I went ahead and took a chance on the board game booster box. Anyone that was at Gen Con probably saw this booth. It was a booth full of just large or medium sized white boxes. Uh, for $50, you got at least four board games slash card games. Um, MSRP was guaranteed to be around 120 bucks. <coughs> The four games I got out of it was one was called Elementis. It was looks like a really cute elementals based matching game. You can use it also to play memory and war because all the elements can fight other elements. Uh, did you actually get to play any of these? No. Okay. <laughs> um, for games that I played, I did manage to do a Dresden Files LARP from Infinite Imaginations Incorporated. And it wasn't until I sat down with them that I recognized, hey, I did a Dresden LARP with these guys two years ago. This will be cool. And then they handed out the packets for the different characters. And the packet I got was a character from the last time that I LARPed. And I was like, huh, okay. And then I started reading the prompts. And then I realized, huh, okay, so they've built an entire mini sub-universe in the Dresdenverse where all of their LARPs influencing this created its own canon that's fun i enjoy this that's neat yeah yeah nice so how did it go it went pretty well uh the goals that my character got were a little obnoxious and really depended because i played a fae that used to be a human that had people that in the human realm that he wanted to be taken care of but could could not be taken care of by winter 
And so he needed to somehow use mortals to make a bargain with Summer in order to get the healing magic he needed done. And that requires the other, the mortals and the non-fey players to be open to trying to pick up on subtlety hints and like, please help. Subtlety? And wow. they have their own goals to manage. And they're like, oh, you're just a fey lord. Who cares what you think? <laughs> so... How long did it last? Was it like an all-night thing? Or? It was four hours. Oh, okay. We had a little bit of upset at the end because one of the rules that they have in the game was, you know, no PC deaths within the first two and a half hours. Oh, that's a, yeah, for a LARP especially. That's, that's fair. But then once the light went off, people were like gearing up to kill each other, and it still took them about an hour before any plans started going. And yeah. so there was like people trying to kill each other left and right when we were trying to actually wrap up the final scenario. <laughs> so <laughs> Just nice. let me stab you. Just let me stab him. Aww. And I was my character was in charge of security, so that was extra fun for me. Nice. <laughs> and I was like, just let me put a knife in it. Yeah. Don't oh, stop it. Uh, there was another Dresden Files game you tried out, too. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I looked at it when I signed up and was like, oh, Dresden Files first edition. That's a fairly important distinction with Dresden Files Accelerated coming out. I should probably play in a Dresden Files game before I consider picking up season three of Obelisk. I would like to play in this game. Signed up for it. Showed up, got there a bit early. Uh, a bunch of other gamers were sitting outside just like, I really want to play this game. I really hope no one shows up. I want to try to get in on an empty seat. I want to run Dresden Files Fate for my home gear. But everyone has the same commentary. The system's really hard to wrap your head around unless you've had experience in Fate before, especially Strange Fate, Caribos Club, mm-hmm. the really advanced rule sets, like Base Raiders. <laughs> what? What? So... So we sit down. The game starts about 15 minutes late because the GM was finishing up the scenario from the previous game, running the same scenario for a different group, and they still didn't make it through the scenario. Red flag number one. <laughs> sit down, uh, and the character packets get handed out, and I look at them. And it's like, okay, character name. Oh, something that reads like a high concept. D&D character class. Red flag number two, maybe he's just trying to help people understand the general archetype of what they're doing. Okay, sure, why not? Giving this the benefit of the doubt. A couple of people get sat in on their generics, pull the character sheet out, set up the little standee with a picture on it, look at the character sheet, and it's like, wait a minute, that's the logo from the TV show, red flag number three. Um, and this is a D&D character sheet. This, this is D&D. This is a fifth Ooh. character sheet. <clears throat> I mean, do you need to say anything else? I mean, to well, <laughs> I'm going to comment that at least one of the people that sat in and tried to get in on an empty seat with generics demanded their generics back. Like, how long did that take? Like, just see the character sheet? Like, I want my money back. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, yeah. No, that's and, fair. And if I had gotten in on generics, I probably would have done the same thing. Yeah. Now, to be fair, the port technically works. Well, that's good, at least. Yeah. <laughs> technically, yeah. That's what you want to hear in an it RPG. It was technically a game. It <laughs> was the, 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 he, the way he ran it and the way he reskinned a lot of things, it was just reskinning. It wasn't like <laughs> major mechanical changes. It works. You can do it. I could probably do it, too. I wouldn't recommend it, but it worked. Scenario was scripted way too long for a four-hour game. A lot of... That's a really common mistake. I, I just see a ton of GMs doing this at cons, and... No, stop it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
and and the scenario in the investigation was pretty good, even though it was running the investigation with the following <laughs> skill set. So that, like I said, it technically worked. It was fine. I got a little fussy with different players at the table, but that wasn't the game master's fault. Well, that just happens sometimes. Yeah, it's just, randos. When you know, when the GM just kind of leads off with the, this is the third time I've ran this, and we still haven't actually finished the scenario, and people are spending twenty minutes doing nothing but chewing on scenery and antagonizing NPCs, and we only need to talk to you for two minutes. Hmm. Well, maybe I should change the scenario. No, it is all the players who are wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, that's unfortunate, but I mean, you know, it happens. Uh, so those were the newish experiences I had at Gen Con. Mm-hmm. I did get to play. I did get to crack open my conspiracy box. We got to draft some Magic: The Gathering conspiracy. That was fun. Thanks everyone for humoring me. Uh, also, <laughs> thank, got th- to thank pl- you for enabling. Yep. <laughs> also, got to play in a game of Twilight Imperium. Got to run one. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. yeah. It actually worked out pretty well until I realized that setup took a lot longer than it should because I didn't get to set it up in advance like I normally do at home. And so I just switched tactics like three turns in and just dove straight for the instant win because I played humans. Oh, them. Those are, those are weird. Pro tip, play humans, get on Mechatol Rex as early as possible, use your racial ability to populate that planet like bunnies and never let it go. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, obviously, well, that, everyone was thinking that. Like, I mean, what do humans specialty? They like to fuck. That is literally it. Like, <laughs> yeah, there were people in my True Dungeon session that, like, you guys had started playing that game when we started True Dungeon. We came back at like one a.m. and you guys hadn't finished it yet. No, we ended it at about three a.m., which is about when everything else at the meetup ended. So. Because it was 3 a.m. on Saturday. <laughs> Saturday. Anyway, well, technically it was Sunday at that point. But, You're uh, Sunday. And also, yeah. <laughs> I'll say, totally not worrying, not leaving, having to leave early on Sunday was nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. Being able to have a last lunch with Burke uh, before he left for the airport was good. Shout out to RPPR fan Burke. Mm-hmm. Yay, uh, Burke. Yay, Burke. Yay. Um, yeah. We're, yeah. we're slowly figuring out this whole Gen Con thing. We are, just a tiny bit. Uh, but yeah, but yeah. Totally, yeah. Ten years into it, still revising the plan. Eleven years for us. Yeah, well, eleven years for me. I think you and came. Yeah, with I, I came, I was with you the first time you went. Yeah, I don't With your friend. Uh, <laughs> 2007. Uh, yeah. Uh, Diana Botsford, uh, yes. my script writing teacher. Uh, so, yeah, f- uh, I guess for me, um, I would say probably one of my highlights, obviously, was the RPPR Live meetup, Got it. Oh, which yeah, we awesome. fully recorded. Um, big shout out to Sean Greenwald, who was not able to, our RPPR Sean, uh, local Sean, um, because he was not able to come to Gen Con, but he gave me a board game, uh, before we <laughs> left. And he, he was represented. He, he bought a, he bought it at a thrift <laughs> store that, or an antique store for a dollar. It's still over there. It's called No Respect. It's the Rodney Dangerfield game. Apparently, it's a good game. No, Maddie, no, that wasn't an invite. (laughs) Yeah, no. (laughs) You guys, this is radio. (laughs) So um, we brought it out for the live meetup. We did a live after hours review of it. Uh, and Dan seems incredulous about this. I mean, I don't. It, the game itself has nothing to do with the stand-up work of Rodney. Yeah, no, what I understand. I was like, yeah, I've heard people. No, it's a fun like number strategy game, but there's no reason Rodney Dangerfield should be on it. That's what I heard from the people that played it. They were all drunk. You should not trust their. <laughs> well, that, then, their testimony well, is tainted. Well, then be drunk. 
Yeah, okay. I mean, then a lot of things are fun drunk. That doesn't make the act those acts inherently fun. Throwing rocks at a hornet's nest is fun while drunk. Riffs could be fun, theoretically, if everyone was plastered. That doesn't mean Ross repeating is... what I just said. <laughs> um, so... Thank yeah, thank you for Sean yeah. for that, uh, and just we had a lot of really right. good. Uh, and also, th- and thank you, alcohol. Yeah. Uh, also, huge shout out to Bridget and Faye for making it all the way from the West Coast to uh, be with us at Gen Con. Hell uh, yeah! Bridget ran some great panels that we will be posting, um, and she also ran some games for RPPR patrons. As Maddie was alluding to earlier, uh, we recorded those, and uh, they'll be they'll be online sometime. Soon, um, made RPG. Yeah, we did that as part. Uh, we actually ran a very short session of made uh, RPG f- as part of the live meetup, uh, and that was great. My character's description was pure and sexy, sex so pure sex. It was, was it great. A pure I, heroin. Uh, I mean, it was as it was. Someone also, was a pure yeah. heroin. Ross was yeah. pure sex. Oh, yep. yeah. I was pure and a wear bunny. Apparently, yeah, <laughs> shapeshifter. Yeah, yeah, <coughs> or something else. Yeah, um, and yeah. Kind of reminds me a little of Bedlam Manor, except you're not trying to cover things up to more. Yeah. Or, or there's no mythos shit, usually. As you do, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, we, we will have that. Um, I just need to mix uh, Adam... From RPBX, uh, recorded the studio uh, or the au- the the audience had a lot of questions, uh, and he recorded that uh, separately. So I'll try I have to uh, sync them up uh, before oh, I post Ross, the panel. That sounds like editing work. It does sound. I actually do edit sometimes. I just you know I am. It, yep, yep. I can't edit. As I will have, I, to. I'm not saying that you can't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of, it was kind of implying that. A no, little no. Bit. It's just that. You know, just like the spirit is willing, but the flesh is tired. I'm willing to do it for the good of our fan base. Our (laughs) listeners deserve it. They deserve to hear the questions. The greater good. uh, Of the meetup as well as the thing. Um, I've already posted the first panel, Game Design uh, Workshop, where I talk about Ruin, uh, which uh, I've play-tested twice now, and I have ideas to make it even better. Uh, It'll be a real game someday. That's not how play-testing works. uh, it, It is? Kind of. No, playtesting is where you confirm all the biases about how great your game is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah, what was I thinking? Um, don't, don't be cray, Ross. Yeah. So I bought way too much, as always, uh, oh, yeah. for Gen Con. Uh, a couple of purchases I do want to get mentioned, though, because uh they're going to be super fun and we're going to try to get to them on the podcast very quickly uh one is the witcher rpg um based on the the novels and video game series um then of course i did pick up uh wrath and glory the warhammer 40k rpg uh with rules for playing orcs and eldar among others not just humans mm-hmm. so uh we'll try that out as well um yes can i have a necron skull uh, you could. You could. I thought that technically wasn't allowed. No, that's uh, a Necron Brave. In this new Brave edition, yes. Wait, yes, talk about the is. card game? Such a generous GM. Are yes. They talk about the card game? No, Warhammer 40K, Wrath and Glory, oh. the role-playing game. Okay, I bought the card game, too. Uh, yes, actually, that was another highlight. Uh, Warhammer Age of Sigmar Champions is a card game. I did get to demo it because I got a press invite, and they actually had a, this fancy event at the JW Marriott where they gave, me, they gave me the demo, and they had an open free bar. So I got uh, three glasses of sangria, which is like Chardonnay and lemon ginger and all this fancy stuff. It was great. Uh, I got Maddie one. It was great. And I got a bag of cards. It was a game. It's fine. 
Yeah, it had rules. I, I was hard work. I was drinking. Just it was put great. that on the box. It was a game. It was okay. a game. It was a game. <laughs> um, it's the one had. Yeah, I even bought an extra deck so I could play it because uh, you need two decks to play. So we'll play it again and talk about it more. Uh, but hey, free drinks. Good we, job, Warhammer. We demoed you know the Warhammer kill team as well. Yes, we did do that on Sunday, and that's actually. Uh, what do you think, Maddie? Actually, I'm really curious about that. I don't play many mini games, but it was very fun. Um, it seems like it goes very quickly. Like, yeah. not, it, you know, it wouldn't take several hours to do just no. a game. Like we were pretty much close to the end of that skirmish before we just kind of yeah. packed it up and went. It is a little bit dicey in terms of like a <clears throat> lot of rolling. And a lot of your success is based on luck in that sense, but oh, I'm mean, kind of dicey. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> um, it, it uses standard Warhammer rules, which is roll to hit, roll to wound, roll armor saves, and then they had a four, another step: roll to see what kind of injury it is, whether it's a flesh wound or it's a, a mortal wound. So that's at least that's like two or three dice rolling, up to four different sets of dice rolls that have to be made for a single shot, a single attack. You know, Ross, in yeah. Anima, you just roll one set of dice and compare it with the results table. Yeah, I don't buy that as being simple at all. I've seen the character sheet, Dan. You can't lie to me. Um, <laughs> Dan is no liar, sir. I've seen the character sheet. I've seen it. Um, yeah, what else? Uh, we demoed. Oh, we played the Battletech pods with Dan. Oh, yeah. I finally got to do Battletech pods. How was it? It's a really cool <laughs> thing, and I'm utterly horrible <laughs> It's, That's been the general consensus. Everyone I've I've done it once, yeah. and it was the same thing. Like I suck at this. Yeah. So I think like uh, my you did better main than I did, strategy though, yeah. was to walk directly into someone while firing, and then would both explode at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we were all playing the mad. It was not just us two, but also Dan VK. Uh, I think for Beer Machine. Uh, shout out to Dan VK. Um, and then one other person who's playing, who's obviously a skill player, playing a tiny mech that was very fast, so would just literally ru- run rings around us and shoot at us while we couldn't shoot back because we were big, slow, stompy mechs. And yeah, we would just run at each other and shoot. I think I got one kill, and I got killed seven times in like eight minutes. Yeah, um, I feel like in the event guide they had the like they teach you how to play properly, and it was like fifty to seventy dollars. Like it was something like expensive. Oh, to go through like a training mission. They give you an hour, and you like they kind of train you on each one, and so instead of just like paying money and jumping in and going, I don't know what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of people might have done that at the start, and then yeah, or they're just veterans from doing it multiple years. I mean, it seems pretty standard to a lot of mech or kind of games that uses a joystick. Like if you've played similar games, you could probably pick it up pretty quickly. But I have no control over. Like I have no experience using joysticks for aiming and shit like that. Like. I just don't. I use a mouse. I don't. I don't use it. Yeah, the up down was definitely inverted for me. So anytime I tried to like look up, I would be staring at my feet for just yeah. a little bit before well, I gaze go. upon your feet. Yeah, gaze upon them. <laughs> um, yeah, for me, it just I couldn't. Yeah, I'm not good at aiming at that kind of thing. Anyways, it's still fun to try out because oh, yeah, they've it, got a really good presentation. Good. Um, yeah. So yeah, good point. I, uh, uh, thank you for reminding me of that. Um, we also let's see, Bridget. We recorded I am Scott Glancy game. Of Delta Green, we also did Bridget's game. Um, I also got a game recorded of Zweihander, run by the game's creator Daniel Fox. Uh, we found a quiet room for that, but a miracle upon miracles. Uh, so that will be fun. Uh, that was fun. Um, God, let's see, let's see here. Uh, in terms of other games, um, we, there was one game that uh, we actually got to play later on that I bought at Gen Con: uh, The Island of Doctor Lucky. 
Um, and Caleb, I, I don't want to say too much about it, but Caleb hates it so much that I'm sure we're going to have to see a segment of that, that on the mix six. He is just going to f- just like, he's probably going to show up with money and ask to buy it so he can then burn it. Like he hates it so it much. It was very fun watching him slowly get more and more mad as yeah. the rounds went on. I want to play it at least one more time before I fully decide on it, because now that I understand the strategy of it, I, w- I would appreciate it more, but it's got some mechanics that I could see you hating or like, yeah, it's, it rewards us. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. I'm kind of on the fence about it. Um, Caleb did buy a game as a gift for me um, that we also got to try, which is Rhino Hero Super Battle uh, from Haba, uh, which adds a lot of new uh, mechanics. And so you can make a tower to defy the will of God um, <laughs> and ascend. It is so fun. It is a very fun game. Uh, although if you're sober, you might actually get to complete the tower, which... Which is less fun. Well, you, you can't know, have that. Yeah, yeah. So please drink while you play this game. Uh, please. <laughs> but drink responsibly. Um, oh, also Daniel uh, from RPPR fan. Daniel, all the way from Europe land. Uh, Europe. Uh, <laughs> specifically Denmark. Denmark yeah. Yes. Danesburg. Uh, Danesburg. Um, he brought a game that we tried a couple times, Tortuga, uh, which was fun. Um, pirate theme game with secret roles. You don't know if, who's on the British, the French, or maybe the Dutch team. Um, yeah, a lot of interesting strategy about that. Uh, could be frustrating at times uh, because if you don't get good luck with some of the card draws, you can be kind of screwed. Um, but yeah. Uh, yeah, it's only like 20 bucks or something. It comes in a neat case that looks like a book. Um, I forgot. Yeah. I'll have to look up who manufactures it. Because they had a booth at Gen Con. Uh, and they the game looked up. very pretty and very simple. Mm-hmm. It, it's also up to nine players. Yeah, that so, was deceptive. Yeah. Um, like It would be fun to play with nine players, everyone who's played at least one game of it before, so they know how to play. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like that would be really fun. Um, I, I'd be in. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't have it here. Daniel took it with him. Well, to Denmark. To All right, Denmark. Let's go to Denmark. <laughs> All right, Get in the car. Road trip. <laughs> you, mm. It's watertight. It's fine. Okay. It's, uh, everything's fine. All right. Uh, God, were there any other games I tried out? Uh, possibly. I mean, there was that really good classic game uh, Noah brought to, to Gen Con that you all played in. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ross. That was a bit of force you oh. used to get the pen out. I broke his spirit. <laughs> Tiny bit. All right. So, yeah. Noah from RPX and Maple Syrup Blood Money uh, has this yearly tradition of torturing me. What have I ever done to him? He brings WWE Battle of the Belt. Uh, it's literally not a game. It says it's a game. It's not a game. You have no wow. choice. You just roll dice. You roll D six to move, and then when you fight another wrestler, you both roll oversized D twenties that are called battle boulders. Yeah, I was going to say, give them the respect they deserve. They res- no, they Dan, don't you dare. F- they deserve no fucking respect. They're the Rodney Dangerfield games. They deserve no respect at all. Anyways, tying it back all together. See what I did? Uh, anyways, um, I didn't win this year, but Noah lost, so that's more important. Uh, <laughs> Noah brought a fake belt. I immediately stole and left the room. Yeah. Yes, uh, which is the only right. You're getting proper. into that Gen Con spirit. Um, so yeah, uh, of course, a shout out to all the people at Artream. Uh, the Delta Green slipcase with the Handler's Guide and Agent books—it's beautiful. Uh, Handler's Guide is obviously very well written. I uh, love that. 
Um, <laughs> what I wonder else? who yeah. contributed to that. Actually, I didn't. Well, uh, okay. I, I, just, I, I liked Elder Green. Wrestle Nomicon would be a good palate cleanser. Uh, well, it's not out yet. Uh, I know, it is coming to Kickstarter. When it does come to Kickstarter, we will talk about that. Uh, but yes, uh, did you actually play that? Did you try that? I didn't get a chance to. Okay. I uh, Shane Ivey was uh, playtesting. It's a wrestling game, but kaiju size, great old ones, wrestling. Uh, oh no, we've been invaded. Uh, so, What's happening? Um, uh, home invaders. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so that ends my my talk. And uh, in a second, we'll have Aaron to talk about hey, his Aaron! experiences. Uh, so yeah, I'm sure if, if I remember more shit, I'll talk about it. But yeah, uh, I'm. You'll talk. Yes, yes, Ross, you will. Uh, so yeah, we're just gonna have a rotating roundtable of people coming in and out, and so the next person we have is A A Rod. Hey, how you doing? Um, I'm okay. <laughs> yeah, still recovering. Yeah, no, it was it, this actually Gen Con was really good, although it it honestly had a lot more movement, especially in the evenings than I'm more than I was used to, even in the past years when I officially ran games for Arc Dream. Um, was because of the move to for to Lucas Oil Stadium for a lot of the events? Yeah, that was a big one, too, which, honestly, I didn't mind as much just because uh, it, it, like, for our, even our meetup, it provided so much more of an area, which was nice, and uh, also they had a benefit of not having the trains trying to roll over us every five minutes. Uh, yeah, just so if you're listening at home in previous years, uh, most seminars and events, or most seminars at least, and panels, uh, were held at Crown Plaza, which is a hotel with railroad tracks literally over them on the, on the roof of the building because it was former train station. And so that's yep. how that works. Uh, but this year they moved them. Uh, the convention center now is an underground path that leads to Lucas Oil Stadium and there are many <laughs> meeting rooms in the bowels of that massive <laughs> structure. Uh, and so we had all of my events were in Lucas Oil Stadium, yeah. including the meetup. And um, yeah, what was your... But you also ran Red Markets too. Uh, yeah, I only ran one Red Markets game this year uh, as my schedule permitted, but... Uh, uh, it actually ended up being really interesting. So um, I uh, actually ended up finding out that because uh, we were given the two packages, uh, Le Coupusier and then the uh, uh, it's like in the pre or uh, the pre packet. And I found out the other group was next to me. Uh, I had two guys who already ran that the pre packet. I'm like, well, shit. So I had enough to basically mix and match as I needed to. So uh, using uh, Telluride Funeral Services, um, and we did the job of going to the uh, convention center to get the the scholastic books where Black Math is hiding. So. Which was, yeah, which was tons of fun. Um, but I wanted to mix it up even further, and Jason was kind enough to give me a job that he had specifically done, it was specifically written in the case where his, uh, some if a player came in who was just an utter asshole. Oh, a leg, or, you mean, yeah. Yeah, for a leg, oh, sorry, a leg on the trip, yeah. uh, for the trip, to basically push them in. And my guys were actually doing pretty well, but I wanted to see how they would react to the challenge. Um, this particular one dealt with a group that he based uh, off of uh, a pirate metal song called Drink. <laughs> <laughs> that we played during it. Um, I And I'm sorry to say we don't have a recording of this because one gentleman uh, just asked not to be recorded, but that's okay. It happens. Well, um, this was in the con center, right? The, yeah, it was in the con center. So it, more than likely, it probably would have been indecipherable even on the Zoom just because of the background noise. But mm-hmm. uh, but he did ask nicely. He wasn't pushing. So I decided to go ahead and roll with that. Um, but yeah, the basis of these guys is that they're just a bunch of military guys who tried to be takers, decided to, you know, living their 
life and constant stress was too much for them. So they just wanted to get completely wasted before the end. They got an APC. They made it partially look like a Spanish galleon with the, you know, 25 millimeter guns supporting up and they're blasting their pirate metal while trying to get booze out of anybody they come across or places. So, and my guys looked at it going like, holy shit, what are we going to do? Um, their main scout managed to get two of their stealth checks when I told everybody had to do it. They're going like, that's not happening. We're just going to walk by and see if, and say, hi, we're friendly. We'll see if they'll let them go. That obviously didn't happen. And as they were uh, accosted by the captain, I said, all right, well, these are social skills. They're going to want something out of you, mainly like a uh, the location of a lost brown derby to get more beer or whatnot. And dear God, they had three critical successes in a row of not only um, persuading him that they could find booze for their help, but scared. Uh, researching and scavenging to find uh, what I uh, I came up with as a, as a lost cache of full Blantons. So <laughs> so that made them their friends forever as they went in and uh, they, they survived black math. They only had two of them crack uh, and some general injuries because they were actually very cautious about their roles and actually did really well. And uh, since, you know, they had the pirate metal guys up, they they loaded up and just trucked it all back to La Coupezier. So, uh, but everybody enjoyed it. It was a really good experience. Uh, and uh, for, for especially two guys who had never played the game before, I had two repeat players from earlier in the in, earlier in the con. Uh, but one of the guys said, "Like, yeah, I'm going to go pick this up immediately." So thanks. And uh, the only problem the only problem I had, and this was just me finding you, is that I needed to hand out cards like RBBR, RBBR. Shit, I yeah, I should have given them to you ahead before the con. No, so. I didn't think about it either. Well, so there's no worries. So. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. Oh, it's, oh, and, no, and this is the different because in normal cases we're usually in the same room, but this is the year that it didn't happen so working from it uh but no that was absolutely fun um generally uh the meetup again was always wonderful as usual so uh this year i did decide uh i will not tell much of it because i want people to go you guys to go and listen to it and have fun but there was a new death game uh somebody else won the idol and also got a special bonus prize that i ended up finding and bringing so uh listen to the live episode and find out what that is uh so uh, well i'll at least tell you what this game was uh, I had a random rules table, roll tables from uh, Dead Earth. Yep. Remember our re- wonderful yep. radiation side. Uh, so I the just, Omni boob, yes. yeah, the Omni boob. Dear God, so just I, I can never escape that thing. Uh, that's the last thing I'm going to see when I die. Apparently, <laughs> um, yeah. Which I guess it could be worse, okay. but that still, makes a lot of sense now. Still kind of horrifying. <laughs> um, it's extremely horrifying. Yeah. <laughs> I pity you. Uh, I, I, uh, I pity you. But yeah, you're the, yeah, you know I'm going to see that when I die because when I said that, you were laughing on the goddamn ground. So. <laughs> It was pretty great. Okay. Um, but yeah, the whole thing, I took three things and they had to come up with a description. So it was a little bit harder than last year. Um, and I, and I kind of did it more on the fly for audience participation. So hopefully year three, I'll, I'll figure out like a full on game show so that we can actually put through with it. But, uh, uh, no, that was again tons of fun, uh, and the goddamn maid game. Jesus, uh, now, Bridget was was uh, 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 per- just a truly innovative GM in running that. Uh, that was a great. Word. I mean, they demanded it for years, Aaron, and I couldn't think of a better person to do it than Bridget. She truly gets what it means. The maid genre is. 
<laughs> let, let my silence fill the. I airways. just like my character's description was pure sex. All right. Yeah, well, I mean, you're pure sex. Yeah, but they get I, I. But everybody kind of stopped dead because uh, I was given like the 53 year old one, and I could only think of like a chain smoking uh, Cloris Leach. You've been like, like the boss from Metal Gear Three. Like, why are you here? Yeah. <laughs> I am made. <laughs> so, um, no, that was all sorts of fun. Uh, yeah, the other two things that really were big outside of games. Um, oh, I'll actually go first before the floor because i actually did stuff on the floor this year um uh there was a game uh i ended up playtesting called clockwork dominion uh they were located with uh the posthuman people so and it would interest me more or less uh because the the general aesthetic of this was uh 1800s uh it looks steampunkish, but they were very much saying like this isn't the aesthetic. It's like weird uh 1800 that's like weird 1800s or victorian times um Wild West, they talked about, you know, bringing in things like Aleister Crowley and that side of the magic, which kind of works or not. Uh, Demons, monsters, and apparently a whole set of where um, the the world essentially is broken and you're just trying to f- prevent it from being completely fixed. So, or uh, completely d- returning to chaos, is the gentleman who was explaining it to me. Um, the interesting thing about this whole game is that they actually had a proprietary set of cards that you were for their initiative and your actions. And they actually wanted you to flip those or base it for your actions each turn. And uh, depending on what you did or how many cards you had left, uh, it would also give you an interrupt. So if you wanted to save somebody else, you could do that. And um, I, with the group that I was playing, which I'm, uh, Peter, uh, Peter was with me on that play test, um, or uh, our friend Peter, uh, he actually ended up getting shot. Uh, one of the like the big bad monsters in the gr- in this game, you're not supposed to mess with. Uh, we found one because we were hunting it for trophies, and um, I managed to do my interrupt where I got in front of him. It's like I'll save you with the woman who apparently my character was trying to throw was trying to get married to one of the other characters. So uh, and I I did like a base one. I did my action and then I got a critical success, which apparently nobody else in the game had done, and managed to injure this thing enough so the other players could kill it. So uh, which surprised it. Uh, it, it interesting initiative system, although the game was a, like. I, uh, it, they're trying to do that, you know, Wild West Victorian style. And when they said, like, hey, you're in the African Plains with, uh, you know, black man service, polishing your guns and everything. We just, Peter and I are just looking at her going, mm-hmm. can we can we tone that down? No? Okay. So, um, but yeah, at the turn, interesting initiative system, too. I wouldn't mind it actually seeing applied to maybe other games if they can do it. Just the, the setting that I had right now wasn't as interesting to me, but... Interesting. Uh, let's see. Uh, didn't any do? I tried to do a couple more tests on the field for a couple other games, but they were all uh, filled up for the most part. So, because uh, I did see that Wild West Exodus was there, and I tried to get in for one of the other play tests, like we did at Pack South, because I was wanting to see it, but they filled up pretty quickly. Um, yeah, you would have had to wait a while for that. Yeah. I, I walked by their booth too. They had some really cool setups for their boards. Oh so. yeah, and I, I admit I kind of looked over there to see if but they had the. I'm, I'm thinking maybe we just get kill team. If I get the rules for that, I have tons of 40k minis we can try out. Oh yeah, because and uh, yeah, Maddie and I actually demoed it. Oh so. uh, yeah, uh, our, uh, also uh, excuse me, Jason and Renee demoed it too. I actually got to watch them a little bit, and uh, if we get Brownie on here, uh, not Brownie, um, Copernicus. So, uh, Copper, he might actually, uh, he, he played that before I actually, we got there too. So we were getting some opinions. Uh, but yeah, outside of the, you know, meetup for there, uh, the two other big things that we did, uh, true dungeon, but I'll leave that to last. So Maddie and I can talk about her experiences too. Cause she, you said you mentioned it a little bit. Uh, but then there was the Delta green LARP. So, and, 
uh, before prefacing this too, because I, I plan to talk to the creator again because I'd like to get him on board to get more information. But uh, we had a couple other. Yeah, people we can do a follow up to this in a future episode. Yeah, or later on in this episode, if we because we're going to be recording this over multiple days because we can't get everybody <clears throat> here on the same day because people have lives and jobs. Oh and yeah, so the real thing. Yeah, so. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was lucky enough that uh, we had pa- our listeners, uh, Patrick uh, Copper as well, um, and. Uh, Justin, so with us as well on that. So we got to kind of talk about our feelings from that. Um, the whole basis of this LARP, uh, it was actually based, they took us, lifted us over to the uh, Indianapolis Medical Museum, which is an old uh, medical and insane asylum that they've renovated. And it's really beautiful and interesting. I do have pictures uh, that we can post up to the, uh, when we either do this release or uh, when we do the full report on it. Um, that being said, it, it it's an interesting concept for Delta Green, but there's a lot of structural support that I don't see underneath it. That's kind of that I might be it might be alien to me since I have not done many LARPs before. And uh, the other the gentleman who's running this, who's also named Aaron, um, made sense that the whole point of this was to more about the character conflicts and having fun with that versus reaching any kind of endpoint and. I, I could be wrong in a LARP. Anybody else who wants to post a comment in this I uh, could, to make me more aware of this uh, is fine. It just seems that maybe you'd have some structure for the characters to get to a certain endpoint and maybe n- ending narrative to the game. Uh, because most of the time we were given our character sheets. Uh, uh, the other Aaron gave me mine, which was uh, supposed to be a social media expert for the company. Uh, and by the way, the whole thing for this was... Uh, Essentially, everybody was invited to this company, which is more or less a new inver- a new version of Severin Aerospace that they called Plimian Inc. Uh, but they want they were trying to get all sorts of biological things set up with it as well, like I guess for General Shan infiltration and whatnot. Um, but the end of, but the problem with my character is that I looked over people's uh, they had skills on theirs. They had particular things like some people had black lights to show things on skulls or different artifacts and whatnot. Um, I in hand was basically talking to people and asking questions. I'm like, "Gay? Okay, is there any? Do I have any base information or any knowledge? Nope. You're the kind of guy who's shoved into this. So I played like crazy half the time. Like I don't know what the hell I'm doing until I realized it was the Shannon. Then I started like dropping information to, that was relevant to the plot. So, um, and so that was at least one of the things. It's that no definite conclusion right now is kind of the big thing. Um, another is that um. We had way too many people in there. So the ticket price was for like almost 50, and they said they had it in for seven. So I think we had like anywhere from like 35 to 40 people almost wandering around this hospital area, which got very crowded very quickly, especially when something went down. Like a couple of characters got shot by one of the infiltrators or a guard, and we were all just like crowding around the door going, What the hell's happening? We don't know. Because <laughs> uh, we're supposed to like pass the message and talk to each other, and we're like, mm, Okay. Um, which went through. Um, and then another big thing that kind of came up, and we and uh, if we do a breakdown on this, if we have like Copper and Patrick and everybody on, definitely want to talk about this. But um, later on in the game, we found out that the props, some of the props have been broken. And it, and it didn't look like it was like a, an in-story thing deliberate. It's just they broke. Like one of the, uh, there was a device that somebody made for, I guess, to make noise and lights for fending off the Sean. And we found out later on that somebody pulled the wire out of it to the point where we couldn't repair it. If he stuck it in, it would start interrupting the circuit and turned off the lights. Or there was a resin skull that somebody made that they had shattered apart. And 
uh, when I asked Aaron, other Aaron about this, he apparently said that there was a player who was unhappy about his character. They decided to make him an infiltrator, and he asked if he could go to uh, just break the props. And I and his it's, and it seemed the answer was like he wasn't going to interfere with his his player agency or his character agency. And I just and I, it really concerned me on that because that seemed like favoring one talking about fun with player conflict. That seems you're favoring one per, person's fun over everybody else's because to me i was interested i was really fascinated by trying to find the clues with everybody else and bring this up for the completed story and that that's if that seemed like poor player control in my opinion well i mean we'll talk about this uh uh, between uh segments but maybe we we could record some conversation with you and the other players yeah that's something else that we definitely as a separate podcast yeah die do a post-mortem for the yeah i'm interested because overall i don't see it as a bad idea um because a lot just of those flawed execution. Yeah, it's just yeah, the execution right. right now is that the biggest thing about that too because if we had like a, a group of less people or when you sent them in waves to maybe certain areas where people get a certain piece of information and trade staggered off, approach. Yes, that I think that would work brilliantly. Um mm-hmm. or lesser people and making it a more intimate affair, mm-hmm. which would work cuz I think if he if he had multiple games with a group of about 10 at max people maybe 12 that would work so well and then you yeah, have yeah. resets between days so sure sure um working it through so but uh, interesting concept i definitely want to talk about about that um but that pretty much okay works. we'll talk about it more yeah yeah we'll do that um but yeah last was true dungeon so which i was so thankful we got to bring maddie through um as well as heather and uh jason oh, heather was the part first of your group too yeah heather was the first right now so uh, we actually was great so um i chose a bard this time so i had played paladin twice but jason was wanting to give that a shot so, oh no sorry one of the other group had a paladin so uh i let that one go and Luckily enough, my voice recovered enough to sing. So during my shots, I was able to give them bonuses. And by some miracle, uh, because the bards had the same memorization, I actually got like all of my things. I don't know how I did it. So look at you with a functioning memory, short-term memory, and shit. Like oh uh, god, no, no, it was barely. I had to memorize the shape of leaves. All right. Well, I I had like different squiggly lines and crosses, and they were all similar. They were all like, yeah, I know. I know it's uh, leaves are going to be different too. Cause I had like geometric shapes that went around. So I I think it was a minor miracle that I got those. Um, but yeah, this one, it was into the astral bliss. I yeah, think. Yeah, okay. Well, don't give too many spo- don't give spoilers because obviously this is still an active thing. Oh no, it's an active thing too. So I'm yeah. No, I know they're going to Game Hole, which apparently is a con, and then of course there's other conventions. I'm sure they'll bring this, this to Pax South but, probably. Yeah, so. Well, Pax Unplugged too. Oh, is it okay? Yeah. So yeah, I, I will say from the things we did, uh, they had beautiful effects this year. They had like a really interesting kind of celestial effect on the floor and the walls. Yeah, yeah. Maddie talked glow, about that, which um, is really cool. Yeah. Um, the one thing I will say, just because Heather's not going to get enough praise for this, she pretty much saved us a multiple times because she's a master at that shuffleboard. She managed to get critical strikes, what, three or four times? Or When she didn't get one, she was, like, hitting another player, so they, they would get So she was pushing one. them yeah. into place, so, which was great. Um, I will say just for the ending on my end uh, that there is a particular... Uh, let, let's say there's a crossing that you had to go through that you had to look for certain patterns, and... Uh, we were supposed. We were. I assumed we were calling those out. I was like dead last, and then I, I didn't make it. So mm. first year I didn't make it, but they were nice enough to give me a survivor badge regardless, so I can Aww. lie on my. I can lie on yeah, my core like court at work. Three quarters of the way across. Yeah, I almost so. got there before it, it just the bridge shut down. It's like nope. So yeah, but uh, it was working. And but no, I mean was, you could have kept your secret, but I mean you kind of just. 
yeah. you know, revealed uh, yourself. Uh, there's no point in lying here. So. <laughs> I, I, I die. That's a thing I do. Aww. That's we, we know this. <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> Which is there for, of course, you'd be happy about that. So, yeah. um, but no, it was a lot of fun this year. And I would say, yeah, if, if it's at Pack South, I would recommend we pull you oh, yeah, on yeah. that. So. Because um, I wouldn't mind giving another shot at that. So, and, and of course, yeah, we, have, sure. we have the horde of tokens that still is growing larger every year. Well, you um, need to put that shit in a uh, binder. Apparently, that's what the pros do. Oh, God. oh yeah, <laughs> I, I did see the I did see the binder of that. So, but because they organize it by class and yeah. shit, like <laughs> you can't do that with your fucking tackle box, man. Like you can't. You don't know where anything is. Yeah. Oh, okay. oh I, <laughs> yeah. I I don't organize, Aaron. I come don't, on, I come don't on, care come on. enough. This is for fun. I'm not like the professional players. Well, and that's why you fell off the bridge, Aaron. No, or, I fell off the bridge because nobody was calling my maybe shots. Maybe you had a magic item that would. <laughs> helped you but you couldn't find it the power fridge float over the up. bridge yeah probably a float over the damn bridge token there's, so. yeah there's probably a token for that yeah um i did want to mention one thing i don't know if we talked about this yet because this was kind of connected into the glancy game this year which i thought was fantastic by we the talk, way we talked a little bit about it but yeah yeah, what? yeah I, I cannot wait till that gives up just because uh to, to see what actually kills people <laughs> i want to see their surprise that year uh, but more it was uh, related to his uh ranking system when we did with the whiskeys yeah that's going to be a bonus podcast for uh, the Mix 6 and probably the RPPR Patreon. Yeah. I haven't decided what. I want Caleb and Spencer to listen to it uh, so we can probably decide because it, yeah, he's he is a masterful storyteller and rater of whiskeys. He is, and I love the interesting ones, but in, more in particular that uh, Baz decided to bring a special oh, drink Jesus. this year. <laughs> Baz, you beautiful bastard. I man. love him. Well, bastard is, yeah. I think bastard is the word this year. Beautiful bastard. <laughs> beautiful, he is a beautiful yeah. human soul and a fucking monster yeah uh, that, both in turn so baz brought a drink known as malort and i will say i still it's have, the worst part of absinthe apparently <laughs> it, it's filtered through wormwood or yeah or it's brewed with yeah it? it's, but there's no sugar it's apparently that's what it is yeah so but it's yeah it's just that and i i have been i have been lucky enough to see videos and people who have tried to drink it and seem to die so uh, I was wise enough to say no. You didn't try it? No. I did. Well, I'm not you. I had to try to know. Like, yeah. you have to touch the stove once to know it's hot air. Uh, no, you can feel heat radiating from the no, stove. No, you got to touch it. Touch no, the stove. No, no I'm not touching the stove. I'll buy stove. some, my lord. You'll drink it. Uh, you got to pay me for that. Do we want to? Do we yeah. want to? Do we want a Patreon goal of make Aaron drink the, my lord? I think you just yes. set one. <laughs> No, uh, we were all outside when Baz brought that bottle out, and he's like, yeah. "Who wants some?" I was like, okay. "Hell yeah, I'll try some." And like, Kayla's just like, "No, you don't want to do. do <laughs> yeah, it. yeah, no, do not do, like. Do not. Oh, it can't be that." But I'm like, "Okay, listen to Caleb. Fuck me. <laughs> exactly. I took some. I'm like, I wasn't even like a visceral reaction. She's like, "Well, I want to cry now." Okay, yeah. I it, just, I'm done. It, is it just? <laughs> does it worst? taste like sadness? No, it, it tastes it, like sadness. <laughs> that's trying to like. Destroy every taste bud you've ever had and replace it with dog shit. It's like sucking on the the the, the sock of a sweaty clown who's going through a divorce. Like it's, it's and you're doing it for minutes because it has this aftertaste that lingers for so long. I don't know, Maddie. I mean, back me up here. Yeah. Like, it's, 
it, it was very it probably, oh like if there's a low light yeah. of this con, it's that taste. Exactly. Also a highlight because we survived. It. See, that's the point. Like I wanted to enjoy one, my convention. one shot. Is just it's it's a life experience, Aaron. <sighs> you you can't know the high points until you know wait, the low. Wait, points. I didn't even get a shot of what was it the uh, uh, either that cider or the uh, the jalapeno or whatever that the was. ghost pepper one. The ghost pepper one. Thanks to Micah, who is a true hero, he brought a bottle of it back. Uh, so we ha- I have a bottle of it here. The oh. Ghost Pepper Pineapple Cream Ale. Okay, so I can still try that. You so. still can. Okay, so Patreon rewards going from right now. A certain level, the pineapple. The other level, the Malort. No, no, we got one bottle. It's going to be for the Mix 6, but I will... I will. I will. We. I mean, it's only one bottle. We can't put the cork okay. back on because it's a. Okay. So we'll say. I'll. I'll. I'll, t- I'll tell you the night we do it. Okay. And you just have to come over and try it. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. I'll. I'll yeah. I'll, okay. Yeah. All righty. Do we have the? Do we have the alternate? I think. Cider? That, I think we're gonna do that Monday. Monday. Yeah. Uh, uh, and the lemon basil cider. Yeah. Lemon basil cider. Okay. So I'll. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that after, right? Yeah, so I'll, yeah. I'll figure out the scheduling. So anyway, um, no, True Dungeon was great. But getting back to the original one, no, this is one of my favorite scenes of the entire convention. Because the glancing game, we had to move out into the hallway because we were, that's like... Yeah, Wednesday seven. night, they came, like the JW Marriott was pretty good overall. But then on Wednesday night, they did kick us out around 10. So they could set the rooms and do their jobs. Yeah, which Ugh. is, it. well, uh, yeah, a couple of, like, we only had one guy who was kind of being a jerk about it. So. But anyway. But um, anyway. But anyway. Uh, while we're waiting out to restart our, our the recording, <laughs> Baz hands the Malort to Glancy. Glancy takes one sip and Ark spit it onto the floor. <laughs> and I'm so sad I didn't get a picture of that. Just that beautiful Glancy's at the age where he's like, I'm not going to swallow. I don't have to put up with this shit. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And I just, uh, my God, I love, love, love his attitude of just not giving a shit, not going through. Although, uh, I will end this, though, in my bad experience with the one alcohol that I was given. Um, before we went to the Glancy game, Heather handed me something. I didn't know what it was. It wasn't the Malort, by the way. <laughs> so she said, drink this. And I'm like, why? Just drink it. I want to trust you because you're the woman I love. But well, um, That's where they get you. <laughs> exactly. And that's when I found out too late that that was Noah's Blade Runner Johnny Walker Black Label. Ooh. Which... Mind you, prior to this, I was drinking. Yeah, that's a whiskey. I think you should cut with water. Like it's yeah. Well, Anyways. because well, just because I drink the bland and the bland. I'm not a whiskey has, expert, yeah. but yeah, it's Johnny Walker Black. Yeah, so yeah, so at least going from my experience, because I know everybody's supposed to have a burn. Blanton's was like smooth and then had that back burn. Uh, the uh, the other non hibiki one that we didn't get a taste because apparently that's my uh, retirement savings now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, is it was like had that like. P.D. Moss or whatever Glancer was saying, Bird. I put that in the Johnny Walker in my mouth. It was just fire. It didn't have any taste. It didn't have... Yeah, anyone. it was rougher than even my Taiwanese whiskey. Yeah, it just burned. Yeah. And I didn't drink it. I spat it out into a Starbucks cup. And Heather's looking, and Heather and Noah's looking like, what the hell? It's I like, drank it because I'm... Cause it's, again, it's a life experience. You're just trying to get your Mifune Toshiro toshi yeah, Mifune a, on. A little bit, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> gotta scratch that beard. Yeah, you gotta do that. So I don't want to do that. That gets like dandruff on my black shirts. So. <laughs> they did like at one point during the Glancy game, like the doors open, Spencer's just tiptoed in, picked up the Blantons, <laughs> drunk a shot out of it, put the cap back on, and then left the room. Yeah, that was all it did. No, that yeah, I, I brought the golden the golden child in, and everybody was like, oh my 
my god. And I still have a very teeny tiny little amount left at home. So wow, it survived. It survived. So um, you just never brought it back after Wednesday. Well, no, no, I did bring it back. I let other people <laughs> do it. It just I don't think a lot of people touched it afterwards. So um, mm. which. Uh, just a very one, because all I cared about at that point was the bottle. I'd had my fill of it, and I want to see if we can... Well, I have to get it to before Heather, because she wants to alter it into something else. So. All right. Um, but no, Gen Con this year was absolutely wonderful. Um, and purchase-wise, uh, like I said, I, I fell into the pale grain trap, as usual. So um, uh, I got uh, Fall of Delta Green, which I do want to run. Mm-hmm. Um, I also got Cthulhu Apocalypse as well, um, mm-hmm. which is... Looking like a lot of fun. Uh, picked up the Handler's Guide for D- DG. Uh, trying to think of anything else because I went over to IDGN and I thought about picking up some extra items, but didn't see anything that was really outside outside of Red Markets. Pick it up now. Um, so, oh, although, also another good memory. I, I, I snapped a picture, which I'll think I'll, if I can find it. Of uh, I found some random person carrying a Red Markets book and asked her if I can get her photo specifically so I could alleviate Caleb saying, like, look, people are buying your book. So, um, which is great. And uh, a special consideration, I also wanted to get this. Um, we, I found, I need to find their names again. I have the card. But we, there was a Art Nouveau art, uh, art uh, booth or something mm-hmm. that was doing, like, really gorgeous prints of ships and stuff. They had, like, Serenity... Uh, the Enterprise D and a lot of those were just gorgeous. So I bought I bought the Enterprise D for myself and got a couple other ones uh, for it. So I I will basically find their card and put a shout out to them because all right, yeah, just send me the link. Yeah, they uh, are they they are gorgeous. They deserve your I'll money. Put it, I'll put it in the show notes. All right, oh uh, cool. Well, uh, we'll come right back with more people to talk about Jenga. Yep, yep, yep. Yep. All right, Jenga. Jenga. Uh, hey, it's Ross again, and we're back uh, as we're doing this extra long episode to get everybody's input onto uh, Gen Con. Gen Con. Gen Con. Gen Con 2018. <laughs> uh, so now we have David and Greg. Uh, Greg, of course, has been in some of our games. Uh, and Specifically, he was in the After the Bomb Sport- Scorches campaign that Tom ran. Yeah, yeah. Uh, on RPPR Tabletop Tales. Um, as and, well as the grapevine and the grapevine, yes, of course, red markets. Both, both a lot of fun. I, yeah, I miss both those characters. <laughs> I think Wally was a little bit easier on the soul than Cross was, but dear lord, you played the hell out of that one. <laughs> it, it just occurred to me that my, that those two characters are both in the medical profession. Those those one that kind of gave me my mm, rep. So you have a type. Uh, I, I guess I try, I try not to. I try to stretch a little bit with each game. So okay. we'll see with. Um, uh, Grim Fandango. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, so let's talk about Gen Con, though. Uh, right. Because this is a great year for RPPR, but uh, I I didn't see either of you for very much, uh, except maybe at the meetup, because, hey, we were all scattered to the winds for that. Oh, so, we are. And yeah. um, I do have to point out a bit of a funny that people actually used me as a landmark to find you because. Okay, so we've got this picture of everybody from RPPR. That might be Ross. That could be Tom. Oh, that's David. Um, maybe this one is. It, it's almost like I've got a certain visual aesthetic or something. Yeah, a tiny bit. You're, you're, you're um, a bit of a beacon. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's David's the master of building a personal brand. Like, if you want to see people who build a personal brand, like, think David, you know. Fifty Shades of Grape. If you can manage <laughs> to fit all of them into your wardrobe. Yep. Um, the downside is that you'll have people in the street either sing you the Barney theme, which I did catch that where, or did catch uh. a little bit this year. But um, <laughs> I also had somebody start serenading me with uh, Gol Gol Bardello. Wow. So start wearing purple, wearing purple. <laughs> like, <laughs> nice. I'll take that one any day of the week. So, um, so David, um, games, uh, what were, uh, did you get, did, well, um, yeah, tell us, like, in terms of games you bought, that you tried out, demoed, uh, did at events, uh, yeah. Well, um, I'll be honest, I didn't have as much time to play games this year as I really would have wanted to, but that kind of falls under the whole... If this were Eclipse phase, I would have as many alpha and beta forks out there as I could, (laughs) because my dance card is full with so many people who want to shake hands and talk to me. And I've got so many friends and family and fans of the podcast, which the way that I look at it is if you have come up to me and called me by name at least once, Mm -hmm. you're at least a friend. If it happens over multiple years, you are now officially family. (laughs) And so... I've got so much podcast family out there, y'all. And I love every one of you. I wish I could spend every waking minute of the con with you. But fortunately, I don't sleep. (laughs) So other than the three hours where I power down in the middle of the night, um, I can spend that time with you guys. And I just, I wish I could spend more. Mm -hmm. But I did actually have a couple of fun moments this year. Um, Mm -hmm. One, I got to play in one of Greg's games, and I'm not going to say which one that is. I'm going to let that one, All right, yeah. Greg, have that one. Um, although I did get to play noisy person cards with a bunch of RPPR fans and family. And um, I think that I managed to get dealt just the right cards at the right time because I actually won that one. And I'm mm-hmm. still wondering just how I managed to do that when there were people with so much more beautiful accents than I ever could have had. What were uh, what was? Do you remember what your winning card combo was? Um, let's see. I believe it was a wounded British um, kobold. <laughs> All right. And I, I uh, yeah. basically said, "My father was a lizard man." <laughs> okay. So I put a little bit of Draco Malfoy into a lizard. So all right. I mean, yeah, I could see that. Uh, I, I, I mean, personally, if I was that, given the, those cards, I would have played up the injury. It's like, oh, my tail! It's going to take a, at, at least a week to know. It's starting to regrow, but it's the principle, the principle of, the thing. of the thing. Oh, you bloody wanker. You know. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Well, you but, yeah, that, I mean, everybody has their own interpretation. That's the great thing about that game. And um, uh, speaking of horrible accents I managed to inflict, I have to tell you about the Red <laughs> Markets game. Oh, yeah? Um, so, so were you running or playing in this? Oh, I was playing in this. Okay. Um, the uh, folks from uh, Technical Difficulties and um, Roleplay Exchange and a couple of the other podcasts, I'm trying to think what all of the different ones are that contribute to it, but it is one of the most amazing shared red market settings. Out oh, there. the uh, 10K. The 10K Lakes, yeah. yes. And um, so one of the guys in the 10K had made it to the point where he was going to be running a Joel's. Mm-hmm. And so um, Sean Ferris asked me if I would be willing to join in and handed me a stack of one-shot characters. And I'm like, okay, well, I can do this. Oh, hey, here's a Fenceman Sniper. I can work with that. And then when we found out um, that the guy who was going to be actually running his, um, it was Toss-Up. Mm-hmm. 
And he's a demolitions expert and a member of a certain faction. And so Sean asked me if I'd be willing to play his faction. And I said, yes, I'm, I'm more than happy to. Uh, what faction are we talking? He said, well, he's one of the Canadian freedom fighters, so you're going to be playing a Canadian terrorist. <laughs> oh. To which, how can you have any response to that other than, oh, yeah, yeah, sure, you'll betcha. <laughs> yep. Oh, cheese and crackers, this is going to be so much fun. <laughs> But I got to start out that one by apologizing to the Canadian people for the accent that I'm inflicting on the world. Mm -hmm. And I also finished the podcast with the same thing, which I have since been told is the most Canadian thing I could have done. So I'm hoping that I actually did justice to the character, but had a lot of fun in that. It's, it's a chance to play bread markets with even more great people. And if you've never had a chance to play with a really good dedicated group, and you can't find a local group, I recommend checking out the 10K Lakes because yeah. they're always looking for There's a lot players. of people involved. They have a Discord server set up. Uh, they're pretty organized. Uh, they are. Yeah. Uh, some, for yeah. the shared setting, they have to be. Yeah. And um, I got to hear some of the behind the scenes at the 10K panel. And mm-hmm. um, my hat is off to them just because it's hard enough for me to organize a campaign with a group, mm-hmm. much less several groups. Yeah, all running at the same time. Yeah. Um, do you know which? Uh, so it was recorded. Do you know which podcast is going to put it up, or have they already put it up online? Uh, it's not up yet. Okay. Um, but I think that it's somewhere in the forties as mm-hmm. far as which episode number it's going to be. Okay. Well, when you get a link, uh, let me know, and I'll put it in the show notes. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, this episode's not coming up today <laughs> when we recorded well, because we're trying to get everybody involved, and so there's scheduling, real life, blah blah blah. You mean anyway, there's a few more cats to hurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cat hurting. Yes. <laughs> um, so cool. That's good. Uh, Greg uh, Games. I mean, you you ran some red markets, didn't you? Uh, yeah. I, I did not run red markets. Okay, sorry. Um, I I got my badge uh, for free by working with Magpie Games. Uh, I'm a big fan of their work. I've already bought a couple of their games. I mm-hmm. bought Epilion. That time, the previous year, I even splurged for the uh, collector's edition, the nice hardback one, mm-hmm. and I so I ran four sessions of that, the uh, Gen Con twenty eighteen weekend, and a lot of fun. So again, I my dance card was pretty full too. But can you give us the pitch uh, elevator pitch for Apelion? The, the elevator pitch is Spyro the Dragon meets My Little Pony Friendship is Magic, which sounds <laughs> silly and childish and absurd, but it's actually a very pro-social game. Oh, yeah? Uh, if you have any, if audience has any familiarity with Powered by the Apocalypse games, you mm-hmm. know that a lot of them have some kind of social mechanic, whether mm-hmm. it's history or strings or influence. Epilion has friendship gems, and every character has a virtue, and that virtue is the thing that you as a character like to see in others. So if my virtue is cooperation, then whenever I see your character cooperating with me or with someone else, I can give you a friendship gem, and those affect your ability to help or hinder other player characters Uh, or to use magic. And so in order to be better at what you do, you have to be socially aware and try to help the rest of the group accomplish their goals and not just go off and do your own thing. Um, the game, one element that I didn't push as much in the one-shots, because it's not mechanically relevant, but it's still an interesting idea, is the use of draconic pronouns as kind of an in to uh, gender equality. Okay. The idea that dragons in this setting don't have genders, I believe they're reproduced by a a magical ritual involving two or more adult dragons. Mm-hmm. And so there's a list of pronouns, like uh, Dre is the first... Uh, 
person pronoun instead of or the third person pronoun instead of he or she mm. and so it's it's an idea that in a campaign play i'd like to see how that plays out um, but I had a great time with them the staff of magpie were really nice uh, i even got to meet marissa kelly the author she ans- oh, cool. answered a couple of my questions signed my book uh spoke to one of the creators of uh, Urban Shadows and other. Oh, we played that. Yeah, yeah, that's a I, fun game. Yeah, I haven't played that yet. I bought the book mm-hmm. after my after my obligatory sixteen hours were done. Uh, <laughs> got to, yeah, got to talk to that gentleman. I can't remember his name. I apologize, but yeah, great, great bunch of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we have we've done one shot with it. Uh, I find it's a lot more elegant uh, in terms of doing modern urban fantasy slash horror than any number of you know larger systems that are more popular um that shall not be named um yeah but besides that yeah. i i was pleased to see nosy person cards get played multiple times yeah. I, tr- I tried to pack light this year i only brought one get- game with me and that was the one and it's the first edition oh, from yeah. yeah this first edition from the, the one sh- yeah the kickstarter the one shot podcast mm-hmm. crew there's before uh mattel i think up mm-hmm. and bought it yeah and uh Cool. Yeah, really, really um, happy to see that. Get yeah, I, it, that noisy portion cards is a game. I wish we would play more here, but like, um, yeah, is, joking hazards gets brought out a lot more easily. Yeah, and that's a good one too. But I also like. I'm a big fan of noisy person cards just because it does give me the opportunity to practice something that I'm. Mm-hmm. I'm still self conscious enough as a player that I don't sure. stretch my voice, stretch my accents, and my pacing a lot, and that gives kind of a. Not guilt free, but kind of. Uh, no, I mean you're totally right. It's it's role playing is a is a you're, skill. You're 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 not making up stupid voices because yeah because you're yeah. just doing it. You're following yeah. the rules of the game, and so it kind of yeah. gives you license to just go crazy with. Yeah. whatever is on the table. Yeah, like it's any other skill, just for yeah, just you just need practice. running any kind of game because you yeah. never know when you're going to be called upon to pull a crazy NPC out of nowhere. Yeah, and, and that's that's already happened in my Monday D and D game. I've I've had opportunity to go. Oh, this is the perfect thing for this situation, mm-hmm. and so cool, cool. Um, yeah, that's great. Uh, so, did you uh, buy any new games that you or got to demo? I anything? bought uh, I bought three games this year. I didn't go. Super crazy. Although I did buy a couple of broken token <laughs> inserts because yeah, those some are getting games, really popular. Some some of my games need them. I got the uh, Betrayal at House on the Hill, mm. which which also includes space for the uh, Widow's Walk expansion, and oh, okay. I got the Mysterium insert. Which oh yeah, Mysterium I've, could definitely use that. Yeah, yeah, and I think that one has room for the expansions as well. But mm-hmm. the actual games that I bought, I bought Urban Shadows as I mentioned. Yeah, I but oh, uh, for my sixteen hours, they also gave me a freebie for which I chose Bluebeard's Bride. I'm mm. I'm really keen to delve into that because I listened to to yeah, Bridget mentioned that one too. Yeah. yeah, and I've listened to actual plays of both those games of Bluebeard's Bride and. Urban Shadows, mm-hmm. so I'm really keen to uh, I picked those. up a copy of Bluebeard's Bride at uh, Origins, uh, and I haven't had much time to fully read it, but uh, yeah, it's a physically, it's a beautiful looking book. It I'll really show you a copy is. after we record. Um, and yeah, it's, it's a game. The art style is like nothing I've yeah. seen in a um, yeah, just the physical printing of it too. Just the the book is the artifact. Um, it's a game that could be done really well, but you have to really choose your players. Like I feel like exactly. we have to have That's, a very, yeah. Like, I have the, it's I've, not a casual game. Yeah, no, it's not. I have the same feeling with Monster Hearts. I've had Monster Hearts for a couple oh, of years, yeah. and I'd love to break that out. But I need a group and mm-hmm. a, a, a GM if I'm not the one running it that would respect the the tone and 
what yeah that's that's the kind of game for. i think bridget would be perfect for or probably you david uh if you had a, if you get a chance to read it um but yeah i'm I've, going to have to now yeah <laughs> uh we'll tell you about it after you. thing um, um yeah that's that was a purchase and the other two things i bought from um s4 emperor i think the hmm. The company was, and Deepwater is their American publisher, but uh, Hanami Koji and uh, Temple of the Elements, both of mm-hmm. which I had time to to test on myself and get to learn the rules of and then play at least once. Um, I played Temple of the Elements uh, with uh, with Adam and his mm-hmm. uh, brother-in-law, Chris. Sure. Uh, that was... It's... It's a little hard to describe because the visual aesthetic, so much of it is the visual aesthetic. It mm-hmm. has kind of... Uh, a uh, is it a board or a card game it's a it's a board game okay uh, it's got a bit of an antoine bowser feel mm-hmm. insofar as the iconography the symbols on the cards do a really good job of explaining what they do once mm-hmm. you understand what they mean sure but you're trying to get points by cleansing these temples and you can only move clockwise around the board so you kind of have to plan out your movements and you have a player board where you collect gems, and those gems have to be spent to to clear out the curses that are in these temples, but the oh, okay. sequence in which they're placed matters. Oh, so there's strategy yeah. to movement, there's strategy to laying out this board because you have a limited number of slots. Yeah, yeah. It was it was fun and they both picked it up really well. This is the third game from this company that I've bought, and they do a really good job of making the rules elegant mm-hmm. and pick and laying out something that players can pick up just like that. Yeah, yeah. Hanemakoji was the the real standout though. Yeah. I saw the review of that on the Dice Tower after I bought one or two of their games and decided I need to find out more about this company. Mm-hmm. And I I played one round of the game with myself as both players just to get familiar with the rules and I I picked up the rules and the um the mechanical balance immediately how certain actions give you an advantage in the early game but give you fewer choices in the late game and vice versa yeah um i taught it to another play i taught it to chris on mm-hmm. saturday night i taught it to him while i was drunk and playing twilight <laughs> imperium at the same time nice and he still picked it up perfectly and got yeah, the same it's kind an, of experience it's actually a pretty easy game to teach it's um, it's beautiful it the, takes like the only downside 15, 20 minutes to play yeah it's a, it's a very short uh, the only downside i could see is it's two player only mm-hmm. so you can't get everybody yeah. involved it's not not as good for big meetups on the other reason. hand though it would be a really good spectator game where you've got two players that are playing and then everybody just kind of Crowded yeah, around golf announcer style. Uh, Maddie and I have played a, a couple of rounds of it, uh, and I think right now my 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 only strategy is for you know two of your actions involve the other player having to make choices. Yeah, you know, and so my strategy is to make their choices as hard as possible. Like, so that they don't know, like, you know, if they don't know which one to make, then I feel like, uh, maybe that'll benefit me somehow. Yeah, I, I haven't played it enough to really break down the strategy. I've played it This twice is a total guess players. at this point. Like, yeah, I have no but, idea if that's actually a good idea But, or not. yeah, I just like the idea that <laughs> if you take the one or two actions, you're spending fewer cards, but then when you play the three and four actions, mm-hmm. you have to, you have less choice over what you're able to play. Yeah. If you... But you're hiding more information. If you play the three or four actions early on, you're revealing more of your hand and getting more of those cards face up on the board, which inform which allows the other player to inform their choices more. But you can make those last actions in secret and really try to try to sneak in that in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, so that's yeah, that's very cool. Um, so in terms of other events that you guys uh, did, or uh, well, yeah, actually, can I plug the things that I bought? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know you bought any. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> actually, I did. I um, I actually picked up a pillion just on the strength of Greg's mm-hmm. recommendation and uh, masks by the same company. Mm-hmm. And now I have um, not only those games, but I've also got the commemorative magpie dice, which are Ooh. purple with magpies on them. Yeah. And that informs the uh, other thing that I picked up because no less than 20 different people came up to me at different points over the course of the convention and told me that I had to have this game. And so I own it now. I have yet to play it, but I own it. And so all is a little bit writer with the world. I'm going to play it as soon as I can actually get things settled down from all of the Gen Con and Mm -hmm. all of the catch-up work. But I got my hands on Grackle. Oh, yeah, yeah. The game about Uh, blackbirds on a wire. uh, Apparently, I've played a couple of characters in the past that (laughs) maybe loaded a full of blackbirds or something. I don't know. Uh, Yeah, Maddie and I have played it, too. Uh, We could could actually play around uh, if you wanted to uh, at some point. Um, But, yeah, it's a a fun game. Uh, It's interesting that uh, it plays two to four, but I feel like Maddie's played it, and she said that, like, four players is way more chaotic than two or three. So like it's, so it seems it's, to it, live really good in the two to three range. That that's that was her impression, uh, and I would from I haven't play, I've only played four player, and I, but I it's very chaotic with that's, four player. That's interesting. Usually yeah. games with a range of players work best at the maximum and not at the minimum. Usually it's yes. That, I that's mean why, you, that's why I've been looking again. For we, two I don't think either of us have played often. enough of it. So yeah, but yeah, uh, to, to but that that's sort of the initial impression. Um, so yeah, uh, Doctor Lucky. I, the Island of Doctor Lucky also feels like it's better with fewer than the max players. The max players is eight for that one, oh, wow. which we talked about earlier in the podcast. But uh, okay. but anyways, just to to bring up uh, another game that we play. I still anyways, need to play one of those. Yeah, yeah. And then one last uh, plug: the uh, folks at Elderwood Academy have my money. <laughs> and, oh yeah, uh, for very good reason. <laughs> this um, this thing. Oh that thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they made this uh, very lovely mm-hmm. scroll case. Uh, dice tower but the scroll is actually the dice mat so i can officially roll my thuds again without having to worry about destroying people's tables so (laughs) guess what people the thuds are coming back yep (laughs) in style yeah i've seen this david has shown this to me it's a very elegant piece of work uh if i could get one maybe in a sci-fi theme instead of a fantasy theme or a cthulhu theme yeah, especially a Cthulhu theme, you know, like Elder Signs and shit. That oh, might be considering yeah. that they are Elderwood Academy. Yeah, um, if you were to give them the ideas on that, they would probably. I'll have to look at it. I mean, it'll be a while because my bank. Yeah, I will do that to you. I yeah. feel that same pain, yeah. especially because the um, the Easy Roller Dice Company <laughs> oversized dice cup Kickstarter has come to an end, and it was fully funded, Ooh. and so I am going to be adding to the. Uh, Stable. So our small cup, Dwinar, has uh, seen a lot of love and has seen a lot of use. But uh, there's going to be one with a uh, purple raven design because I'm buying it. Uh, that is either going to be coming to our PPR or coming to one of the other tables. So nice. Easy Roller Dice also has my money Ooh. for good reason. They make yeah. a very solid product. Uh, yeah, big shout out to EasyRollerDice.com. Um, and eventually they will hear these shout outs and they will say, all right, we get it. Free product. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, that's more how they started product. it. They just need to send more. I mean, they, they have sent us free product. Well, uh, they have. Yeah, yeah. So the best free product they ever sent, you know, uh, oh, in terms of their value. 
because uh, I don't even know how many years it's been since we got the, that dice cup. All we have to do is start going through GroupMe and find when I wore the dice bag as a fez. Yeah, it it'll make sense. Yeah, can I can I plug one more game? Sure. Um, is this going to come out before or after the uh, main RPPR Gen Con? live episode the, oh the panel uh the live meetup i don't know uh probably this will go up before that because i have to sync the audio with uh adam from rpx recorded the audience questions i have to figure out how to sync that up okay well there was a real underdog uh, something that uh, none of us expected to enjoy when we broke it out oh, but uh yeah oh, yeah Jesus. that one um michelle offered as a joke to uh, to break out the game no respect the rodney dangerfield board game from the what was it the late 70s or? no it's an 80s it was eighties. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah. If you if you take the skin off, if you take off all the Rodney Dangerfield weirdness, it's not a bad game. You say that, but you were not sober when you played it. I was not. Yeah. So your testimony, let, let's just mm, should be viewed in that lens. I refuse to believe that that's a good game. I mean, it, to, yeah, I, I it is to, a game. It's yeah. better than WWE Battle for the Belt uh, because that's no, not wait. a fucking I had game. To, I had no to love. think about some of my decisions. I'll give it uh, that much. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Now, wait just a cotton-picking minute here, Ross. Are you trying to tell me that the Battle for the Belt is not a proper game? It's not a game. In games, you have to make choices. There's no. You literally just roll dice. You literally just roll dice. But you get to scream things. That doesn't make it a game. But do you have fun? I, uh, I, I am also. I was. I've never been sober playing that game, so my testimony should not be uh, granted. Is equally skewed. Yeah. So there. Uh, but I'm hoping that in the uh, up and coming um, one shot after um, we get all of the dust settled from you know Gen Con, uh, when we break out the uh, Wrestling Federation of World Federated Wrestlers for that very special one mm-hmm. shot. Oh yeah yeah. You're you're talking about this uh, after Gen Con. You want to run a one-shot or something uh, based on wrestling. I do. And uh, largely because the the fans have spoken. Uh, One of the things that I heard from a couple of different people uh, during a couple of different parts of the meetup, and my memory is a little bit blurred on this because there were a lot of different drinks Mm -hmm. that were handed to me for various reasons. So, um, But one of the things that people have said that they've heard and missed – and want us to do again is one of those episodes where we managed to put all of our large hams in the same room at once. <laughs> all right, yeah. And I figured that the best way to get people to scream about things is to put in wrestling because wrestling sure. comes in two flavors. There's either the I'm going to talk very softly mm-hmm. directly into this microphone, and then there's the people's elbow. Yep. Yes, the Nicolas Cage school of acting. Uh, yes. I'm well aware of it. Uh, you must whisper or scream every line. So, yeah. And sometimes it's one and then the other. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, alternated. Oftentimes in the same line. Yeah. We, we love and respect Nicolas Cage's acting in this house. So. We do indeed. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I'm, uh, uh, I just finished season two of Glow on Netflix. So I'm uh, very much in the mood for a wrestling show. Um, it, it's great, by the way. Um, so, yeah, definitely uh, something to look forward to uh, this fall coming at RBBR. Um, so, yeah. Uh, but you were on some panels and stuff, weren't you, too? I was indeed. Yeah. Um, the uh, gentleman from the Drunken Ugly asked if I would speak on their panel on existential horror and some of the ways that you can affect existential horror without breaking out Cthulhu every single time. Or, <laughs> yeah, okay, there's Azathoth, and you're fucked. Yeah. But um, we pointed out over the course of the panel, which is currently posted on their site, you can mm-hmm. go and listen. Go ahead. I'll wait. I'll, be sh- I'll try and make sure that there's a, sh- a link in the show notes. 
And um, one of the things that I got to speak about a lot is something very near and dear to my heart, which mm-hmm. is um, marginalia. Whenever oh, yeah. We tend to break ourselves as a race, as a people, into us and them. Mm-hmm. And whether we break that along racial lines, whether we break that along locational lines, or if you're in a marginalized group like the LGBT, mm-hmm. um, we tend to look at the world in shades of us and them. And it's very easy to use that as fodder for existential horror because no matter whether you're the us or the them, you're absolutely certain that you're right because you always see your side as us and we are obviously right. And we may have a very strong set of convictions about how right we are, but that doesn't mean that the other side of the equation doesn't have that same feeling of we're absolutely right and those people over there are wrong. Mm-hmm. And if we would actually communicate with each other a little bit more, a little bit better, maybe this wouldn't be as big of a problem if we could actually respect each other's viewpoints as a society. But we can't. We History has taught us that we, we really can't. Right. Well, that requires the other people to act in good faith, which you can't assume, you know. Maybe. Oh, never. Yeah. Because... <laughs> um, if they were actually good people, they would be over here with us. Exactly. Now, wouldn't yeah. They, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wouldn't they? That's the conundrum. Uh, well, cool. That's a that's a cool. Uh, were you in a, any other panels or events? Oh, there was uh, one other one. Yes, mm-hmm. um, I got to speak with Bridget on the uh, queer experiences and gaming panel. Yeah, which we also recorded. with uh, Matt yeah. Campen of the Drunk and Ugly. Um, I got to say that our podcast family is growing a lot this year. It seems like we have done a lot of cross casting and. Uh, Cross uh, pollination, <laughs> hey, uh, well, it is now. Make it so, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, we've done a lot of different um, panel discussions where um, the other folks who are out there podcasting games that have come to know us and love us uh, want to get our opinions on things. And um, speaking as one member of RPPR, it's. An absolute delight, and I was definitely not expecting to be asked to speak on any, because honestly, I don't think that my opinions are that far out there, but I don't think that they're opinions that people really want to take Mm -hmm. the time to hear, if that makes any sense. Sure. I mean... You express them well. Well, I try to. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm... More likely to talk to somebody with a cigarette in my hand while I'm having a smoke break yeah. <laughs> than I am to uh, stand in front of a room and say, all right, this is what I think is wrong with the world. Yeah. yeah. Um, I didn't think that I was a respected internet personality. <laughs> if that, yeah. But apparently I am. And so now I have to start acting like it a little bit more. And uh, I'm sorry that I've been a big child for most of my adult life. Aww. Uh, I am never going to change. (laughs) Uh, We wouldn't have it any other way. Uh, Well, cool. Yeah, we have that recorded. Um, So we'll get that. I haven't figured out the release schedule for the panels. But, um, yeah, we'll get the panels up uh, in some form or or maybe on the Patreon is a publicly available Mm -hmm. post. And I'll link them here. Uh, I'm not sure. But everyone will be able to listen to them fairly soon. And one tiny message that I would like to share, um, Mm -hmm. just from the queer experiences. Um, I talked at the very end of it a little bit about playing the long game, about how we can all make the world a better place if we just try to change it in a little way. 
And after the panel was over, a very sweet young man came up to me and he asked me, well, how do I change the world? And I just want to share with everybody the same thing that I told him, because I think that it applies to all of us. If you embody the change that you want to see, you're going to see that change. Mm -hmm. Uh, Be nice, be polite, be good to one another. And as long as you're being nice, being polite, be good to one another, be the kind of person that you want to see Mm -hmm. in the world. And if you are that person, eventually you're going to spread the influence of that person and somebody else is going to say, I want to be like that. Mm -hmm. And then they're going to make that change. And that's how we win the long game. Yeah, use peer pressure for the f- side of good yeah. for once. Uh, <laughs> Why don't we? Lead Come on, by Greg. Example. Let's yeah. lean on people. Let's make them start being nicer now. <laughs> All the cool kids are doing it. Uh, Help that old lady across the street now. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but seriously, yeah, yeah. Lead what? by example. That it's 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 it it works. That's why yeah. it really does. Um, so yeah, uh, yeah. Excellent point, uh, Greg. Were you? Did you go to any of the official events or anything other than the RPPR panels and all that junk? Um. I missed the first hour of the RPPR live panel because by sheer dumb luck, when I was wandering around Lucas Oil Stadium, I bumped into James uh, Portnow. If you don't know him, he is uh, the creator of the Extra Credits uh, YouTube channel. Oh, yeah, he, yeah. Yeah, big promoter of gaming as an educational tool. And, uh, yeah, he was buying a hot dog in Lucas Oil Stadium. With, uh, Sir, could I... Uh, May I ask your name, please? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's me. Uh, he was doing a couple panels. I made it to the... Um, Love of educa- um, yeah, education in, in gaming panel. And he was uh, co-hosting with a, a person. I couldn't remember her name. I wrote down her last name, mm-hmm. but I don't have my notes with me. Well, you, but, you message me. I'll get it on the show notes. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll try to get that up. But uh, it was a lot of insights into technology, how that's improving uh, the ability of teachers to identify who needs help and how to help them and how and how what we as a culture need in our education how that's changed from our agricultural roots where you need to know a list of things and once you know those how to do those things you're set for life as opposed to now Mm -hmm. so much of what we do and what we are relies on technology we need people we don't need people who have road skills we need people who can adapt to the ever-changing technology and culture yeah, yeah, and the yeah. and the shrinking world uh, there's a lot yeah. of talk about that uh, a good he at the beginning of the panel he asked how many of you here are uh teachers a good two-thirds at least of the room raised their hands so uh, he said it there and i'll say it here again thank you to all of you yeah i i could not do your job um but cool. yeah there's a lot of good feels in that room and uh after yeah, after that, I just uh, shimmy shammed on over to the okay. RPPR room. So you didn't sign up for like any official games or anything? Um, no, I was so I anticipated uh, accurately that I would be wiped out by the sixteen hours of Apillion, which was a great yeah, experience. Fair. Don't uh, yeah, 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 don't misunderstand, but it was a trek. No, yeah, I mean that that's a smart move, not overcommitting yourself. That's yeah. A lot of people make that mistake. <laughs> I'd, love, I'd love to do it again next year. I may run a pillion again. I may run something. Else. I may run 
Urban Shadows, I may read through the book and find yeah. out, hey, this is one of the best yeah. things ever written. Or if you, yeah, other so. publishers offer it too. So yeah, if you mm-hmm. want to uh, swap over. But yeah, that's a thing. Uh, David, I forgot, did you sign up for any official games or anything? Um, well, I didn't sign up for any official, but I did sign up for a couple of unofficial. Yeah, yeah. Uh, specifically, I uh, went to the meetening. Yes. The great, great <laughs> meetening. Yes, as previously discussed. But yeah, uh, how was it? Oh, it was uh, very, very good. Yeah. Um, with almost everything that I did over the course of um, this Gen Con, I looked at it as a chance to not only devour mass quantities of meat that were brought around by nice young men with sticks saying, sir, would you like to eat? Yes, I would. Put it on my plate. <laughs> this is fish. Take that one away, but bring me the other ones. Whoa. Well, yeah. What? I don't eat seafood. I okay. live in a landlocked state, man. All right. I'll take yours. Yeah. You can, yeah, you can have the sea bass. It's fine. You can take the sea bass. Get your hands off my candied bacon, but the sea bass is yours. <laughs> All right. But, uh, yeah, I looked at it as an opportunity for not only eating lots and lots of great meat, but a chance to hang with some of the RPPR friends and family. Mm-hmm. And almost everything I did was an opportunity to hang with RPPR friends and family. Yeah. Uh, so I didn't go for anything official. But I did play in a couple of games here and there where mm-hmm. somebody said, oh, hey, there's an open seat. Would you like to sit down and play? Um, I did play a couple of card games with the big group. But usually once we planted our banner and claimed a section of a hotel, um, I was wandering around with a drink in hand talking to whoever wandered up who wanted to talk to me yeah and that's perfectly fine i mean i did friday night that's what i did i didn't play many games uh, it, yeah because battle of boulders is there battle of the belt is not a game uh <laughs> oh, i was just socializing yeah and that's perfectly fine um well cool uh it sounds like you had a great time uh, oh always yeah and um wouldn't trade a single second of it except for possibly the moment what was it saturday night when all of the uh, police cars went past because there was apparently a shootout in downtown indy uh i was in the zweihander game so i didn't see that so i uh, heard about that i did not so all right well obviously <laughs> it was far enough away from the con to where nobody was in any danger at all yeah uh, but i do know that it happened also late enough at night that nobody really would have noticed it yeah but the only reason why I mention it is because there were a couple of other members of the Smokers Cabal. We mm. totally don't have a secret society that steps outside <laughs> and lights things on fire. Uh, but there were a couple of other folks who happened to notice all of the police cars. And so I did chase down what the hell happened. And apparently there was a shootout at a gas station. Oops. So somebody decided to attack the gas station and not in the Korean hey, uh, film way. Uh, <laughs> highly underrated film. Um, anyways, highly, quick. Highly any um, last words or five? Yeah, the the RPPR after hours meetups were the extent of my socialization too. <laughs> it was it was a pleasure to meet so many people. I look forward to seeing a lot of you again next year if I'm able to make it. I'll, I'll probably be able to make it. Um, I, I look forward to remembering maybe a couple of your names. I apologize, <laughs> I'm not great with names. Oh, yeah. no, Greg, I'm not. I mean, we do wear name either. badges, but I mean, that 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 helps. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'll I'll be completely honest with you. Um, It's probably taken me three years to learn all of the names that I have learned. And then there's always a few more thrown in every single year. Yeah, I feel better. And so even on some of the... There was a moment that really made my con. And I don't remember the young man's name who was responsible for it. 
but I just have to give a shout out to this one. Um, I had been walking with Greg Bennett after one of the panel discussions, and um, I was trying to track down uh, tabletopgamers.org, and that's G-A-Y, because I wanted to find out more about them and subscribe to their newsletter. And so I see a rainbow flag on the opposite side of Lucas Oil, and I'm heading towards the flag, and I hear someone holler my name. And when I turn... This gentleman comes running up to me saying, oh, my God, I knew that was you. It had to be you. You were wearing so much purple. And hugged me around the neck, told me about how much he loved Mauve from The Brutalists, (laughs) which always warms my heart a little, but I always feel like I have to apologize because he was an asshole. I mean, he wasn't the greatest player I've ever – I mean, he wasn't the greatest character I've ever played, but – I love that people actually like his aesthetic and think that he is a survivor in red markets. Cause <laughs> he totally was. He totally was. But I don't remember that gentleman's name. Yeah. But I remember his face very well, and I will know him the next year, the next time right. that I get to well, see him. Well, shout out to the mall fan. So. Yeah. Yes. And shout out to all fans, yeah. really. Um, we got to meet so many new wonderful people, and... Um, I did find out the definitive answer to the question of, are you a cop? You got to tell me if you're a cop from one of our listeners who actually is a police officer. Yeah. <laughs> and what is it? Um, if he is being recorded, he is supposed to say, I can neither confirm nor deny. this <laughs> <allegation>. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, with that useful bit of information, uh, we'll go on to the next group of RPPR players uh, or cast. Uh, so we'll be right back. And we're back with our final segment because uh, Caleb and Spencer have talked about uh, this uh, Gen Con in particular, but on the Mix 6 on a hot takes that is available to the public. So I'll have a show link uh, in the show notes uh, so you can listen to what they loved about Gen Con and their experiences and the games that they played. Uh, so, But we will be wrapping up with Jason and Renee. Hi. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, Jason Renee. I mean, again, I didn't see a lot of you during the con because we well, were all scattered to the winds. You might have seen more of us than you recall because <laughs> you might have been a little bit intoxicated. The most. The, well, the I mean, I, there were a lot of people there, so like, <laughs> I mean, I, I still remember that night. I still remember post uh, live episode uh, meetup, but I was. Uh, just, you know, glad handing with everybody. So, you know, yeah. socialize. Well, only we saw you like pretty much every night. Do you yeah. remember those times? <laughs> uh, but anyways, yeah, let's talk about your Gen Con. This is not about my Gen Con. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, what were some of the highlights of the con for, um, who wants to start? Yeah. I mean, I yeah. can start, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so this Gen Con was less about the board games, uh, and more about the experiences. Although pro tip. If you find board games that you want, check Amazon because yeah. they're probably cheaper on Amazon. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. I mean, the Gen Con, the, the best buys are the ones that aren't going to be released for a few months exactly. or the used ones. Like exactly. Cool Stuff Inc. actually has good prices. But yeah. 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 So we got some, we got, we bought some games at the con, but not of the con. Um, but um, experiences for me, um, we did a lot of stuff. We actually did buy a lot of stuff. It just wasn't board games. Um, but for me, top experience was I finally got to meet Mercedes Lackey, who is my favorite author and has been since I was in high school, I think. 
Um, and Mercedes Lackey got like super sick um, and had to be taken to the hospital. And there was like everybody was concerned that she had a stroke. Turns out her room was just toxic. That's all. <laughs> yeah, I, I did follow up on that. Apparently, uh, the room had just been painted. Um, yeah, and she like, was staying in a yeah. newly renovated hotel room. Yeah, and it's called outgassing, which mm-hmm. I didn't know was a thing, but it is yeah, a thing. Yeah, it's yeah. fun. It's yeah. lots of fun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, so like, not only was the room painted, like the carpeted, they just installed new carpeting, they just done new tiling, so like all of that, like the essentially like fumes from that, she's apparently very susceptible to that stuff but she said the hallucinations were were quite fun i'm so. sure her next series of books will be something to behold i mean we'll get at least a short story out of it probably, uh, probably yeah. probably so we actually went to a panel um before she got sick um with collaboration and co-writing that was pretty fun uh, also had the uh, the writers of the expanse um, oh wow who yeah, actually yeah. not only do the novels but also work the tv series mm-hmm. so that was that was kind of a, a nice little trip because I've been enjoying that series and uh, yeah, and, and just kind of the the co collaboration thing because Mercedes Lackey obviously writes with her husband Larry Dixon, and then these guys are just two random dudes who you yeah, know, yeah started who like sci fi and just kind of bumped into this this mess together. Nice. Um, so you get some useful advice from that panel. Yeah, I yeah. thought so. I mean, like I've always kind of been a little bit uh, nervous of trying to do like co writing, especially like. For example, with my spouse. Um, I, for the record, have not been trying to convince you we should try it this time. <laughs> but, I mean, like, I thought I thought that we actually, like, there, I was like, oh, okay, maybe we could do this. So mm-hmm. I thought that was helpful. Awesome. That's good. Um, I don't suppose, we didn't record that panel, obviously, uh, but no, do you know no. if some other podcast did off the top of your head? Um, I don't know off the top of my head. I did not see any recording yeah, equipment there. there. No, nobody, yeah. nobody had any equipment there, okay. so. But, yeah. I mean... Yeah, like I, I just think like the most panels authors, are not recorded. Yeah, yeah the yeah. author side of things, and then I actually experienced the puppet side of things at this Gen Con as well. <laughs> um, so that I mean, it was just kind of interesting to see sort of like those other offshoot sections of Gen Con that like make yeah, fun. yeah. Maddie talked a little about a poi cla- uh, poi dancing class that she took. You know, oh yeah, yeah which mm-hmm. they practiced with socks and mm-hmm. with tennis balls in them instead of actual fire. So uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a good call. Yeah, yeah, probably you know, yeah. safety code <laughs> violation there if they had done that. Uh, but yeah, the puppety, that was a big thing. Uh, yeah. mm-hmm. Jen, another RPPR fan, was uh, into that as well. Did you hang out with her during that? Or I did not. I just went to one kind of class, and that was actually probably the least good experience of Gen Con. Not because the lady didn't know what she was doing. She absolutely did. But she was also in charge of the entire puppet, like, program at gen con and so she was completely scattered the entire time Mm. like with like people coming in and like it does this person have chairs for the panel that's in this room after this class is over and stuff so like it wasn't nearly as focused and like like helpful you think that they like uh they, she wouldn't have to handle that kind of like getting chairs like i mean you would think but she was <laughs> so, <laughs> that was an actual example taken from actual life but yeah, yeah, yeah so she was kind of dealing with all of that and like i guess a puppet god among puppeteers was there um who i i mean i don't know puppetry so i mean it's basically the muppets and then well, i don't know what else yeah, yeah well i guess this guy it was, was someone a, from the jim henson workshop the guy with Ahmed. <laughs> Huh? The the puppeteer, the the ventriloquist, yeah. Oh, I don't. The one who does Elmo, or is that? What no, no, I'm no. talking about um, 
he does Ahmed, the dead terrorist, and all those others. Oh, like, he, was, he was famous for about oh, five yeah, yeah, minutes yeah, yeah. in like 2006. Yeah, he was, st- he was not there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, that was not who she was excited about. It was right. somebody from Jim Henson's right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they they have that listed in the Gen Con program. I mm-hmm. didn't, yeah, yes, they do. Um, so it would have, it was it was it was aside from the scattered brain part, like it was if, good. Well, if she had been able to be present, I think that it would have been good. Like she was very personable. She yeah. obviously knew her stuff, but because she wasn't really able to like. Focus because she was too distracted by the puppet lord mm-hmm. um, and his appearance. Um, like it was not <laughs> the puppet lord. <laughs> I mean, I don't remember. Like I said, I don't remember who it was, but um, she like literally said at one point, "You know that feeling when your hero just walks in the room and you're not ready for him to to come, to appear yet." Like so, she was just. She was just really telling us about her experience yeah, at Gen yeah. Con rather than like teaching uh, this class that she was supposed to be teaching. That's too bad. Yeah. Was it one you had to pay to get into? Yeah. Ooh. Oh, of course. They okay. always are. <laughs> um, well, I mean, sorry to hear that, but I mean, mm-hmm. uh, Jason, did you, what kind of events were you involved in? Aside um, from? I mean, I did, I did a couple of craft things this year mm-hmm. and uh, oh, yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I did a, I actually did a terrain making class. You know, I've I've been trying to get stuff ready for all for all of our tables, and you know, been studying YouTube videos, but thought, hey, maybe a live class would be good. And um, yeah, there was some there's some issues with it. Um, actually, the guy running it, I think, might be a fan of the podcast because he was at the after the, oh, the yeah. after that <laughs> party. So nice. yeah, if you are listening, look, Matt, like you, the knowledge and the materials you brought were great. Like, um, it's just time management became an issue, and that flustered oh, him. Yeah, People yeah. started walking out on him. So, I mean, I understand. I'm kind of susceptible to that kind of stuff too. So, I, I get it. But like, you know, just stay the course and, and, and do your thing because yeah. he, he clearly had a lot of knowledge and I was like, I want to get it. But I'm like, uh, yep, time's up, and I have things I have to go do because yeah, yeah, yeah. we had the RPPR panel and other stuff to get ready for. So, yeah, yeah, I, I had to, I had to bounce. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I did a lot of uh, minis boot camps. Actually, I learned a bunch. Oh, of, yeah? I learned several new game systems. Um, I say new. One of them I think might be one of the oldest mini systems. I, I learned BattleTech, um, which, um, oh my lord, that game is. I, I genuinely think the PC games actually translate better. And those mm-hmm. are anyone who's ever played those knows what a mess those are. But doing yeah. that on paper and keeping track yeah, of heat sinks. the million things. Oh, heat yeah. sinks is just the start. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I did. I did BattleTech, and then I also did X Wing, um, mm-hmm. which. You know, it was kind of one of the games of Gen Con this year because they just released their new edition. So they had a big presence. I saw tons of people walking around with the bags. I did not learn the new edition because the guys yeah. that were teaching didn't want to. Uh, they didn't want to try and get fiddly with stuff and swap out all their all their little bits and bobs and whatnot. Um, I know they're coming out with literally a two foot mo- star destroyer, super imperial star destroyer model for that game. Yeah, the two hundred dollars. The epic scale yeah, models yeah. are insane. They had several not at the training tables, but at the pay to play for an hour tables. And yeah, like these guys are drilling holes in them and running, uh, microfiber led lights into them. So they, you know, so they look like the models they were actually using in the movies, you know, like the, you know, the original trilogy. Yeah, it was, that was great. Um, I did enjoy both of them. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, I I did enjoy learning to play them. They actually had a lot of similarities as far as their initiative system, which I know is something you like to rant on about with with mini wargaming. (laughs) You do one episode. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So that was interesting. Um, I think 
the biggest takeaway I had from those, X-Wing is really actually easy to learn to play. I, I think I'd be interested in trying. I think it's a really good baby's first miniatures game because like the table is much smaller. I think it's a three by three mm-hmm. uh, play zone. And um, what I, it, I actually think this is a negative for me personally, but I think is great for new people learning how to play. Um, it's not as free range of movement. Like it is based on, you know, ranges and stuff, but it's all template based. So you have everything when you buy a starter kit for it. And so you can set all of that, you know, that's all like set up right there on the table and you grab it and put it out and like, I do the thing. So I want to fly. I want to make this kind of turn. There's a template for it. If my ship can do it, I set it down. I move my ship done and then move on. So, you know, I thought that was really easy to pick up and learn. Like we had it down pat after maybe a game, maybe, maybe not even the full game before we were, we were just going on our own Hmm. and we got about five or six games in, Wow, you know, in the two hour like block they had and we actually my my opponent had to leave early so like we didn't even do the full two hours um now is that like just one i mean like one unit is one ship is that like and so it's not like several several ships at once this represents a squad or whatever no 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 it's uh it's point based too just like we're used to with conflict and what we saw with the warhammer but it's um, one to one like one ship is one ship uh, oh no, no. Uh, oh, well, yeah, yes. Sorry. Okay. Yes. okay, that's what uh, I was asking. Sorry, I yeah. misunderstood. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, like the equivalency of points. I had an X-wing, and then mm-hmm. my opponent had two Tie fighters, two standard Tie fighters. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, yeah. I, but yeah, I was just yeah. thinking, like with the, with the templates, how do you do that? Well, if you only have ships. one, then yes. it makes it much more obvious where things can go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think with some things, they might do clusters like droid starfighters from like the prequel trilogy and stuff like that. But for the most part, yes, yes, it's one ship is one ship, and you have your templates for it. And cool. Uh, yeah, basically, you go off of a uh, a veterancy system mm-hmm. um, is how you determine initiative. But whoever moves first, the other person gets to shoot first. So it's so it's kind of interesting in that way, like. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to it's really a lot more predictive than I think Warhammer and conflict bolt action standard warlord games tend to be interesting because yeah like it, it, you know uh, my x-wing pilot was more veteran than the tie fighter pilot so my opponent was always moving first and I and you have to pick your move everybody picks their move sets down their little template thing in, you know, to, to show they're ready, and then whoever moves first go, and they flip it over, and I'm doing this, and they move, and you go, well, crap, because I totally did the exact opposite thing, and now I turned my back to you, and you're going to blow me away, <laughs> you know. So, so that was, uh, like I said, that was really interesting. But since they come like pre-painted, and they come with all this template system, yeah, I think it's, uh, I think that's a pretty good one for people interested in minis that don't want to invest too highly, because you can just buy and it's ready to go, and you know, you just sit down and you play. I like the uh, phrasing "baby's first miniature wargaming <laughs> set." I'm not trying to be insulting. It was a fun game, and I and we were obviously not playing with a full rule set, so I'm sure that it gets way way more complicated when you start adding capital ships and other crazy stuff. Oh in yeah, there. yeah, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, um, Speaking of baby's first wargaming game, we also played. What was the name of that? It's Warhammer, the Warhammer. Oh, 40K. Kill Team. Yeah. Kill, is that what it's called? Yeah, Kill Kill Team. yeah, I got to demo it later on, but yeah, what was your impression of it? Um, 
Well, my, I mean, I won. So yeah, my 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 opinion's a bit soured because the witch sitting across from me hexed the dice as usual. So it's not my fault you blew up your own people. Yeah, no, well, I think it is actually because you put a hex on my dice. I didn't. I, I didn't. I just yeah, I barely got to do anything because my guys were dying from their weapons exploding in their hands. Were you overcharging plasma weapons? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it seemed I, like I a good idea at the that. time. <laughs> That's all my fault. Yeah, uh, the damage system is interesting. Uh, I, I like yeah, that you get a chance not versus, to die, yeah, yeah. you know, when you take damage, but I I never got that. I always died, and Renee always took flesh wounds, so my, my dudes just got Once. picked off, like, after eight months. And um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's it's. I like Kill Team. I would like to try more of it, because I have a ton of 40k models, so yeah. at some point I'll, I'll probably pick up the rule book. Um, but yeah, that it is very dicey. Like, and in terms of like, it's very much, even if you have sound tactics, if you're rolling a below average for the night, you're not going to do super yeah. great. Um, but yeah, as far as 40 K goes, yeah, it did seem very accessible. And, yeah. uh, and I, I did, I did kind of like the almost RPG ish nature. Mm-hmm. Like, like they're all kind of alm't like heroes. So like you, yeah, they There's a campaign, into it, but, but yeah. you, you get traits and stuff, and mm-hmm. they level up as you go yeah. through a campaign. That, yeah. that seemed kind of cool. Yeah, there is a campaign system, is my understanding, where you can they gain experiences, and even if they're taken out of action, you roll on a table, they may not be dead. Mm-hmm. They just get a permanent injury. Uh, and yeah, you can recruit new characters. So yeah, it sounds very interesting. Um, yeah. So I, they were out of rule books, uh, when I, and I didn't want to wait for an ordered copy, although it'd probably be here by now if I did. Sure. Also, this was Sunday, and I was like, I've already spent way too much, so <laughs> uh, I can wait a while for that. Uh, I gotta say, for even for you know knowing Games Workshops like prices on stuff, like they were going like hotcakes. Yeah, like they, I went by that table four or five times trying mm-hmm. to snag us a seat so we mm-hmm. could demo it and. Every time I went by, somebody no, was, it's the new hotness. Like, somebody was yeah. buying. Somebody was shouting at them for not having the orc raiders of Blarg Nine set and stuff. <laughs> and I was just like, "Wow, okay, so yeah, all right." There might actually be orc raiders of Blarg Nine. <laughs> Blarg Nine is a very orc name. <laughs> Um, that's one of the great things about Warhammer, but uh, yeah, no, that's cool. Like, yeah, we'll have to definitely play some. Yeah, um, no, I yeah, if we can more. snag the PDF or something, that'd be yeah, yeah. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, any other games that you tried out? Um, trying to think, or just RPGs that you actually did. You actually get to play any RPGs, uh, Jenka? Uh, no, no, uh, other than um, Made, which hey, listen to the uh, the RPPR uh, <laughs> you know, meetup episode to listen to us play Made. Well, did you run? Actually, didn't you run Red Markets? Though? I did run Red yeah. Markets. I didn't. Yeah, um, that and, I, and, I, and I got to play in the Scott, the Adam Scott Glancy game, which yeah. was very nice. Thank you for we'll, giving me an invite to that. That was great. <laughs> um, yes, me and him obviously have a lot of common. <laughs> it was interesting hearing what I sound like, you know, coming from somebody else's mouth, just I'm not rattling saying about you're the same person. <laughs> well, no, he likes whiskey way more than I do, and okay. way smarter on that type. Okay, of Okay, rum dude. <laughs> he doesn't like sugar, so yeah, just no, because it's can't. not the same alcohol doesn't mean were you there for the reviews uh like glancy reviewing whiskeys no well, i was not it's pretty no, that. uh elucidating it's very illuminating yeah it, it's yeah, uh, uh, very yeah, much yeah it's great <laughs> uh but anyways yes um red markets though yeah no i think i mostly represented caleb well i'd hope so um <laughs> the players were laughing for the most part i actually 
had them asking a lot of hard questions, but that didn't seem to be detracting from the amount of laughter and goofing off of the table. So I think they genuinely were interested Cool. and were trying to kind of pick apart mechanics. Uh, I killed three of them and ripped off another <laughs> one's arm. Um, so no TPK like Caleb requested, but I did, uh, I did do some damage. I think, I mean, if they, if they were smiling at the after that, I think they were uh, happy to go tell you. Oh yeah. One of them just completely bailed on his whole crew. Yeah. Um, and just was like, see, ya, I'm going to go out and hot wire a truck. And if anybody else gets out, we can drive out to, together yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sometimes uh, you got to do what you got to do yeah yeah our, the latent was a highlight he was just absolutely belligerent about everything <laughs> and it was hilarious and i loved him uh, and he should have survived if he hadn't gotten his leg ripped off in the first like scene sequence he, he probably would have survived when that happens <laughs> yeah it's the worst it is um but yeah no so running red markets was a that was a real treat i enjoyed cool. that a lot cool um uh, so renee uh any any other games on your your behalf or um honestly no i didn't really play a lot of games um i did buy some beautiful art yeah which um there is her name was autumn frederickson so her website is her name dot com <laughs> um and she uh, makes really cute things so these are dragons who act like puppies and are in oh, tiny terrariums, yeah, yeah, yeah. and boy, are they cute! Yeah, but like they're full size dragons. Yeah, like, yeah. They're, they're I remember not, they're this. Not little you showed dragons. this to me. Yeah, it was very adorable. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. They basically one of the dragons looks. I mean, the attitude is ghost <laughs> our dog. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, did you get any other cool craft or artsy things? Um, well, we did also get another. Um, actually, Jason got something and I got something art from Nigel Sage. Yep. Sade. Um, there, that uh, actually, Aaron gave us because he's a very nice person. Yeah. <laughs> that guy is too sweet. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, he, the, Jason's is a firefly um it's the serenity it's the serenity serenity. like in flight and then um mine is the tardis kind of like looks like a stained glass window yeah they're both kind of is that oh nouveau riche is that is that the right term um art nouveau uh, art nouveau yeah art nouveau yeah ish ish they're art nouveau ish um and then i also finally purchased a uh dice tray so that jason two years ago at gen con got me beautiful opalite dice that I have never wanted to actually use because yeah, I was yeah. afraid of breaking them. Birthday present. Needed it so yeah, bad. Yeah. Same gemstone as her as her engagement ring. Aww. Never uses it. <laughs> because I was afraid I was going to break them. I mean, so, that's a legitimate concern. <laughs> so I have now have a nice leather dice tray that like full, it snaps together to be a tray. Was it from Elderwood Academy black. by any chance? Because uh, David has a similar one, but it has a dice tower as well. Um, nope, no. that's the one hundred and fifty dollar one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. one is we, beautiful. We were going to we get. Thought we about we it. Really, genuinely considered it. Those are gorgeous. Um, yeah, I don't remember. They were there at Gen Con twenty sixteen. I don't remember the name. They make a lot of leather goods, like like clothing, mm-hmm. like cosplay clothing yeah, and yeah. stuff. Well, they, the, um, yeah, the they took the. Uh, the tag that said their company name off of the thing when I purchased it. So I can't Sorry, tell you the name. Sorry, no, advertising <laughs> for you. Oops. Uh, it's not like Easy Brother Dice. You know, yeah. Their logo right on everything. But yeah. um, it's it's much bigger than, than that one, than the Elderwood oh, okay, Academy yeah, yeah. one. And it's um, it's octagonal. Mm-hmm. And so you want to clip and it lays flat. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas that one, like the walls fold down, it rolls up. So you can put yeah, it inside yeah. of the dice tower, which again is really cool design. The codex thing, um, yeah. But yeah, it's it's a lot thicker, a lot heavier duty. And it's a little bit bigger space-wise. Like it takes about probably, you know, eight to 
12 inches on the table. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think that one was about a six inch. Um, yeah, it was a little, yeah, yeah, a little more compact. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah, I sat and tried it out. Um, you know, I was, I was warming up my dice for the red markets game and it's, uh, it's, it's really nice. It's, nice. It's, it's gorgeous. We'll have to, I'll have to take some photos of it at some yeah. point. Sure. Throughout the game. Yeah. Um, cool. So, uh, any other highlights of Gen Con? This year, uh, food, friends, of course. Yeah, uh, no, food and friends always great. Um, meet up was outstanding. Actually, you know, get to be a part of it, not just hide yeah. the crowd like last time. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, very generous. That came up and actually talked to me, and I really, really, genuinely enjoyed the whole experience. So that's really cool. Cool, cool. Um, yeah, I did have somebody come up to me and say that they felt like. Every time they listen, they think that, why aren't the people doing what Renee says? <laughs> and I'm like, I agree. They should. They should They should listen to me much more often. I, I would like to help you, but I am but the humble GM. <laughs> it's not me be like, Aaron, are you okay? <laughs> but, I mean, like, our agent of chaos is much more entertaining than my, like, logical. <laughs> yeah, this is true. Let's this do the true. sensible thing and not die. Yeah. <laughs> it's fun of that. Yeah. That's way, I mean, it's much more interesting to listen to if we all die so yeah. <laughs> uh excellent we, we did true dungeon uh with Eric oh yeah that's right yeah. maddie and mm-hmm. uh heather and jeb mm-hmm. um that was uh that was definitely an experience um you know the the production quality is exactly what it's billed as we crossed a literal rainbow bridge that mm-hmm. was a puzzle and lit up in spaces and you basically had to chase the lights across yeah. it mm-hmm. while a fully cosplayed Valkyrie stood by and laughed at us for <laughs> messing it up. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, uh, you know, that was all really cool. Um, I must say the, I think it's more enjoyable with, with large groups, you mm-hmm. know, trying to get full group. Um, oh, like all 10 people. Yeah. yeah. Our, we, it was a group of, we had a group of six and then they had a group of four, uh, yeah. our, the rest of our party. And, you know, to be to be fair, a couple of their guys had some some sort of disorders. I think one was definitely on the spectrum by his, oh, yeah. by his kind of behavior, but uh, they were not the most welcoming and friendly of people oh, to us. And it's like, well, there's only four of you and six of us, and you know, you, I don't think you can get through all these puzzles by yourselves. Um, you know, especially the what was probably the highlight. Well, I, I really like the Rainbow Bridge, but I think most people thought the highlight was we actually had a giant table where we flew our space pirate galleon yeah, to yeah. Valhalla um, <laughs> or whatever the knockoff name they were using for Valhalla was <laughs> um, bliss or something. Yeah. And it's full of space mines because uh, we're crossing a whole lot of genres here. <laughs> um, and yeah, so that, that was, that was interesting because the communication was just amongst their group wasn't there. And so us trying to slot in and try to help fly that ship was, it got hectic. <laughs> yeah. I mean, with experience like that, like you really do want everybody to be on the same page mm-hmm. and like, yeah. uh, having bad players with you or not, not, not even bad, but just not on your level. Yeah, like, they were very like, experienced. I think they were, they were power players. Like they had binders full of laminated oh, tokens yeah, yeah, of yeah. all their mm-hmm. high level equipment they had. And to be fair, they were trying to share with us. And, yeah. You know, they gave Maddie us, they gave, a token to play, use during the mm-hmm. game. They gave her so a couple actually. It. I think. Yeah. 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 Um, um, so yeah, like, like I'm not saying that they're the worst human beings I've ever encountered far from, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it was just, it was just difficult. Off-putting. Yeah. 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 It did make me realize that I really do want to do escape rooms. Like, <laughs> Cause that was the part that I enjoyed was the kind of escape room mm-hmm. puzzle parts of it. I don't, I mean like the combat thing is just like shuffleboard. It's whatever, yeah. whatever. 
if you've played shuffleboard, you're better at it. <laughs> like, I mean, uh, I, that's fair. I've never done shuffleboard two-handed, though. That that yeah. got intriguing, trying to figure out how to do the the ranger stuff. But, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's fair. Because I, I had to throw up simultaneously, and everyone's, well, not everyone, our four companions were yelling at us to hurry up and get out of the way <laughs> so we could get more shots down range. Jeez. <laughs> um, well, interesting. Um, yeah, do you think you'd try it next year, if you can get a full group of ten? I probably wouldn't, honestly. No. I didn't think, like, it's so expensive, which, yeah, like, I get true. because, like, it is, like, I, like you said, production quality is really high and they have to make all of these, like, tokens and, like, the people who are into it are so into it. But it, in comparison, like, I mean, I just didn't feel like it was worth it for me. Like, I'm not going to get that into it. So, meh. All right, that's fair. I mean, it's yeah, like I did Battletech Pods this year, and I don't think I'll do it again because I'm really bad at those kind of video yeah. games. But I, it was a great experience to try. Yeah, out. I wanted to jump in there with you guys. It just man, timing on Sunday got hectic yeah, yeah, yeah. fast. Yeah, I will do other escape rooms though. Yeah, there are several ones in Springfield. Yeah, uh, we've done one since then. Yeah, <laughs> uh, future podcast topic. Yeah, uh, there you go. <laughs> so cool. Well, I assume you guys are going to try and hit back, uh, head back to Gen Con next year. Uh, that's, that's part of the that's plan. The plan. Yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, you can uh, talk to them and us at uh, RPPR because we'll have another live episode, uh, the, you know, uh, next year. And uh, yeah, so this has been our Gen Con wrap up. Uh, thanks for everyone for participating. Thanks for everyone who met us at Gen Con. And uh, yeah, we'll talk to you guys next time. Bye. Bye.